Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, the guys people are talking about when they discuss monkeys and footballs. Chris and Case. Hey, hi, the whole Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast episode 307. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me are my good friends and even more dashing and sexy co-hosts, Sandman and Jeff the Riz Risen. How are you guys doing today? Anything going on? Uh, nothing major. Nothing. You know, pretty low-key Saturday. Hanging out, <laughs> hanging and banging. <laughs> All right, yeah, we got a couple things to talk about today. Wow, Super Chats rolling in. Thank you, Ryan. I'll hit you up here in a second. Wow, um, sweet. Today's show, Matt Patricia was fired. Bob fired. Quinn was fired. We got some info from the presser. We got our thoughts. We'll take your calls, that, and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Boys, you ready to go? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, I'll make it happen this way. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, time for a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out. Help us out on Patreon. Very special thanks to Dylan from... Um, he's from Guam. <laughs> of course, the very first daughter, Mathis. <laughs> Brian B. from I Prevail by Brian Burkheiser. I Prevail band.com and of course all our great friends over in uh patreon land patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast head on over there uh patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast as little as a dollar a month will get you on board with the most intelligent chat on the internet our slack chat for patreon donors uh it's great great place and right now boy the conversation is lit and it's good it's good you want to you want to get a breakdown of coaching possibilities and ideas before you get them on the show yeah, hit the Patreon and check out the Slack. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Help us out. Also, give us a like on Facebook, Facebook.com slash The Detroit Lions Podcast. Twitter, at DET Lions Podcast. Go over there. Follow us right now. Create a second account. Follow us again. Twitter, at DET Lions Podcast. It's the very best place to see Sandman. With no pants on. Riz, do you want to act it out? <laughs> Uh, I can't get up. <laughs> it's uncomfortable for oh, everybody. Wow. <laughs> Somebody got real excited. Okay. If it stands up too soon, we might see uh, see something. I mean, I got the news while I was in the shower today. What were you? That was that was exciting enough. Third shower Stimulating. of the day. All right. <laughs> Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast, and youtube.com slash DLP Clips. When you need, you only have a little bit of time. It's a quick way to get the nuts and bolts of what's going on. Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, Pandora, all those places. Give us those five stars. If you can't see your way to five stars, just bounce on over to uh, the subreddit. The subreddit, yeah. And let us know what you think. And we'll see what we can do about fixing that for you. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929 Lions, 929 335 4667. Leave us a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. 
And as we said, there's a little bit of news today. Uh, came out that some folks you may have heard of, Bob Quinn and Matt Patrician, Matt Patricia, not the Patrician, uh, <laughs> not so Patrician, uh, Matt Patricia are no longer part of the Lions organization. That is an interesting, interesting take. Um, I'm just going to start out really quick. <laughs> Keep doing that, guys, while I say this. Uh, you can tell a lot about the character of a person, <laughs> how they react to something like this. <laughs> and no, I, I as a fan, I, I think we can celebrate the change. I think it was past time, past due uh, for a change. And um, we knew what was coming when we, we were informed last year by the Fords what it took. And it kind of played out exactly like they said it would. And kind of mostly like we thought it would as well. Um, but there's there's a thing that you can do. Right. These are people. These are, these are good people. We, we met them. You guys know. They're the, um, although yes. we never met, I haven't met Bob Quinn directly. We have met Matt Patricia and spent time with him. And it was the Hooters Girls and Chicken Wings and Dave we, Schultz. We enjoyed NSP. getting to know Matt Patricia in Mobile last year. We, yeah. we genuinely did. This seemed like a guy that we liked. We were rooting for him. We, God, we wanted it to work, God, especially yeah. after spending all that time with him and watching him and how he handled all the college players that were down there. They clearly responded to him, but he just kind of just didn't work. And it, he, he got his chances, and man, it it, just, it kept getting – it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely so is. It, it had to happen. But, yeah, this is a man. He's got a wife. He's got young kids. You know, their dad just lost their their job. That's I, – I do hate the, the dancing on the grave aspect of it, but at the same time, damn, it had to happen. Yeah. yeah no, no, it, it, it did. It's never a happy time. When somebody's fired as a fan, you can look forward, but we'll talk about what it means. What does it mean? How good is it in the near term versus long term? Uh, that kind of stuff. We'll talk about it, but it, you can be a decent human being and still be happy about the change in the Lions uh, futures. I think that's that's kind of where it's at. Uh, a couple of quotes from the presser today. We'll hit that a little bit. Um, Sheila Ford Hamp. Uh, I want to do the right thing by this organization, and that's the bottom line. I hope the season would have played out differently, but it hasn't. Just felt like now is the time to make the change and move forward. She also said, we can't hide our past, that's for sure. And says that Quinn and Patricia are good people, but I meant what I said last December. And I still mean it. Things are not going well. It's not what we wanted. We were hoping to be playoff bound, and things were just not seeming to go in the right way. Finish that with 10 days ago, we looked like we had a chance to be playoff bound, but the last two games have shown that things were not going in the right direction. I have to say, just right off the top, first things first, two key takeaways one uh sheila ford hamp just an absolute professional did that just did a spectacular job answered the questions right no misses no hiccups no problems no dumb answers to questions nothing no lies nope and then yep. second rod wood just seemed casual af sitting there <laughs> <laughs> he had the lean going right yeah he was just like yep i'm still here <laughs> Well, he doesn't have anything. So I have a piece coming out at Lions Wire tomorrow morning, and I actually wrote it before the firing happened. Um, in fact, I wrapped it just before I took my shower, uh, and I was all proud of myself. I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I'm feeling good, man. I'm getting the shower. This will be a great shower. Um, about what he does and what he doesn't do for the team um, and why calls for him to be fired are misguided. Yeah. Uh, I've had to edit it since, but it's still coming out in the morning, and I do th encourage people to read it because I think there's a – a very deep misconception of what he does. And, and the basic analogy is 
you don't fire the parts manager of the car dealership when the sales suck. Right. Exactly. And that's that's and that's that's the best analogy that I can get yep. from having worked in the car industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. I Rod Wood gets a lot of flack, and I think it's just from fans that don't fully understand what he does and what his role is within the Lions organization. Yep. If and I tweeted about it earlier, but if you were a season ticket holder or you went to games pre-Rod Wood and then went to one after Rod Wood got here, it's a completely different experience. He is very good at his job. I would argue that he's one of the best at his job. Um, but so I don't expect him to go anywhere. And I'm kind of glad that uh, that they're not doing anything with him because he really has made my life as a Lions season ticket holder much better. It's a good perspective. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, really quick, I gotta put the the fi- finishing, you know, put the period at the end of this sentence. Um, we do have the December thermometer <laughs> <laughs> spinning around. So, there it is. Sorry to cover you up there for a second, Riz, but um, yeah, it's pegged. The needle's bent. It is. Uh, it is we're over. All pegged. <laughs> yeah, we're all pegged. Oh, 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 Riz! I, I just wow. <laughs> all right, uh, gotta say hey to Ryan Nestage and thank you so much for the super chat. Free dumb comes in, and uh, yeah. Totally down, and uh, I get you there, buddy. Also, Matt Leffler comes in and says, "Matt, attrition is gone. I actually have faith in Sheila. Absolutely, I think I think she did everything she said she was going to do, and she did it very, very well." Sam, what do you think? What do you think of uh, Sheila's presser today? Give her, let's it, get her a grade at the end. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was good. I th- I think she said what she needed to say. I we talked about it two weeks ago in the post game show that. Part of the reason I wanted Matt Patricia fired is because it's a move the Lions need to make to keep fans happy because the Ford family has never been out in front of the media. They've never been available, really. So when they do something like this, it shows that they're not as disconnected as they seem. And that is one of the biggest takeaways I have from this is that when she says these last two games, put the nail in the coffin, that that shows me that they are paying attention that this is a fluid thing for them. You know, they, they weren't ready to fire him at the end of the year, no matter what they weren't ready to keep him at the end of the year, no matter what they were, they're going to do what they think is best for this team and this organization. And honestly, you know, as far as the Ford family as owners go, you can like them or dislike them, but I think that she said the right things and I would give her probably like a B plus B B plus as far as uh, how this press conference made me feel. What would she have to do to get an A? Uh, I, w- I kind of wish she would have had a few more answers about what they're looking for in a head coach. I understand that you probably don't start the process of looking while you still have your head coach on board, but I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that. But maybe you know that type of thing can get remedied with a press conference in a couple weeks. Yeah, uh, I think... When they have more answers. Yeah, from kind of seeing these things happen in in other industries <laughs> um the it, it it does it it's a it's a process and i hate to sound like patricia when i do that <laughs> when i say that but from it, that standpoint it, from that standpoint uh the process is uh get your pads low <laughs> no that yeah, was it, <laughs> um it, it, it's one of those things this is the you know the whole point of this press conference is to make the announcement it's not to talk about who the next coach is it's not to talk about the process or anything just that it's gotten started um there should be an update 
during the process or, or at a kickoff than when they near the end of the process. And then there should be something with a with an announcement. That's usually how these things run, right? You walk through the each step of the way and, and you get the, the right amount of information. The Fords have traditionally not followed the most communicative route. So I'd be interested to see how they how they do here. I just get a sense that Sheila's going to be a little bit different about that. She's going to be a little bit more communicative because I think she knows right now, if you look at the way this year's gone for the team, the way this year's gone with having no fans in the stands and everything else, that they've got a lot of work to do, a lot of mending of fences to do with uh, the fan base to be able to drive the excitement they want. Now, hiring somebody new is going to drive excitement no matter what. Right. It's yes. there's still going to be there's going to be hype around that no matter what. But I think if you do the right thing as an owner and uh, from the leadership stance to to bring folks along, it goes a long way to buying yourself goodwill. And let's let's face it, whoever they bring in is going to need <laughs> is going to need They're goodwill. Need <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking, I have the quote sheet here now from from the press conference. Um, a couple things that stood out from me. Um, they only fired Matt, Patricia, and Bob Quinn. They did not clean house in the rest of the front office. So guys like Kyle O'Brien, Lance Newmark, uh, Rob Lohman, Mike Disner, who's the salary cap guy, they're all still there. Yep. Um, that may or may not persist. With Disner's the done a good manager. job, right? I mean, when you think of it from a salary cap perspective, from when he D- got Disner's here. Disner's a rising star. Yep. Disner is, is very, very well respected and regarded around the league. So uh, I would be shocked if they got rid of him, even mm-hmm. a new GM who wanted mm-hmm. to bring his own people in. What do you think about I, him I, I think as, he's a, sticking. as an option to interview for that GM job as his next kind of expansion role? I, I will be surprised if he doesn't at least get asked by Rod Wood if he wants to interview for it. Yeah, okay. That's I, fair. Th- I think they'll give him that courtesy. That, that's fair. Um, there was a lot. So everybody wants to talk about Stafford and his future. So um, this is what Sheila had to say about it. Um, let me find it here. Turn my phone sideways. Now I can't scroll back. Um, on the organization, still wants got, to yeah. commit to Matthew Stafford. Well, since I'm not the coach, I'm probably not the right person to ask that question to. So we'll see what the new coach has to say. So then the follow-up question was essentially the same thing. It says, I think he's an extremely talented young man, and he's tough as nails. It's been tough for him. Again, I think the coach will make that decision. So that is basically leaving it open to the new coach, where my interpretation of this anyways is that if the new coach wants Matthew Stafford, he's sticking around. If the new coach wants to get move on, they're going to do that. Yes, yeah. that's that's the open endedness that I got from that. I will. Let me um, let me just really quick. Um, it really is up to the next coach. Right. And, yes, and, different, le- and different leaders take different approaches. We've talked about this and, and we've said it's pretty almost, almost like it's cut and dry, like Matthew Stafford's gone. And I, I think the, the, the odds are and, and favor that outcome. Right. The next leader is going to want their their person, their guy. The problem is, is we're not in a draft position to get our guy. The cap hit for Stafford next year is such that it doesn't make sense to let him go unless you get all kinds of value for him. Um, And I'm not sure how you get enough value for him to to even survive the year without him. And I don't think there's any coach or GM that wants what happens next year with Chase Daniel as your, as your starting quarterback. Uh, I don't think you buy the goodwill, oh, right? You don't buy the goodwill you need. I mean, who are you going to get? You're not going to get any kind of improvement. And, you know, if, if it's you're, if it's yeah, tankathon gonna, again, gonna, if, okay, fine. But who are you tanking for? Let's say you're getting a, a let's say you're getting a developmental quarterback like Kyle Wilson out of BYU, Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. I don't think either of those guys is ready to start games next year. So you're going to have a have to have a bridge quarterback. 
Chase Daniel is not good enough to be a bridge quarterback. Nope. He's one of the, the 10 worst backups in the league right now. Yeah. I know he's a veteran, but um, no, just no. Yep. So you're, you're going to go out and invest in a guy like, God bless Ryan Fitzpatrick. He'd be perfect for it yeah. um, if he still wants to do it. But then you're basically acknowledging that you're not going to win in your first year. But let's be honest. If we get Fitz Magic, how, how Lions would it be to get him and be the third or fourth team trying to ride that? And he's just too old. I mean, then, then, and then, then that will happen. And that, that's what happened with Josh McCown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. That's what's happening in Philly right now with McCown. Um, he, I actually, uh, it seems like shameless plug here. Five years I late. put Josh McCown on my prof- prospective head coach list because I think he's got his shot at doing that. Wow. Let's have lines. Mike Furry, dark horse <laughs> candidate. Don't forget about Mike Furry. We, we've heard that name, haven't we? <laughs> yes, we have. Hmm. <laughs> um, really quick, i got to hit Psychedelic Monk. Thanks for the super chat. It was a refreshing presser, and thanks to everyone who helped me understand yeah. Wood's position. Cue the star, because the more you know. I hope it works. God, the other thing that I wanted that I picked up about it was she, Sheila was asked on, the last, on if the last straw was the recent losses to Carolina and Houston, and she said, honestly, yes. Ten days ago, we looked like we had a good chance to be playoff bound. Both of those games were extremely disappointing. It just seemed like the path going forward wasn't what we needed it to be. So, yes, we thought this was a good time to make the change. That means she heard you, folks. She heard us all. Yep. She mm-hmm. th- that that picture that Mike Mulholland of of M Live took that great shot of her with her head in her hands. She saw it. Yeah. Um, and and she heard us, and she understood that the reaction I think was. Well, you can do something about it. Hey, do something about it. And and she did. Yeah, that I, I, I got to tell you, that that picture likely made his career. <laughs> that, that was Mo, Mo an awesome, a, I, I know awesome Mike, he, he's a fantastic sports photographer. He's had some great shots. That That is his legacy. And I, he's going to be proud of it. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would be pinned to the top of my profile and every social media everywhere if I had taken that picture. That is perfect perfect shot. Yep. Perfect. ISO's a little high, Mike, if you need a little bit of uh, information (laughs) on it. But, you know, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually the ISO. You can't call it the ISO, really. But whatever. You know, it's just stuff. Okay. Anyway, that being said, um, let's go on, Riz. With the idea that uh, the last two games, it's exactly what we said, right? That Colts game. Okay. Sorry, it was the Vikings. It was really the Colts game, which really I think got things got things headed the way that they're headed right now. But um, the Panthers was the last straw. We talked about it, Sam, and on the post game show that this is a Lions. You know, it's a, not just this year, not just this coaching staff, but the Lions um, continually wilt under the bright lights they 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 fail to take that step when it's time on the big stage and they get the the opportunity to do that and and they just always fail the panthers was a chance to seize control and they didn't and then they just just completely melted down against the texans it was it was it was ugly and i think uh, as she said the last two games were were the final straw sam and it was 2018 the final straw for you <laughs> Yeah. Preseason? Yeah, it was uh, preseason game two. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> well, you know, there were warning signs, like super, super early about Matt Patricia. Uh, the way he was – and we're not talking about, like, internal stuff that we couldn't see. As a fan, I could see it. You know, we were watching practices that nobody looked like they knew what they were doing. He was putting players in spots that they probably shouldn't be in. He was asking players to do things that they didn't do. And at the time we had the discussion, is he doing this because he thinks it's going to make the team better by 
putting these guys in hard situations where they can learn and grow and maybe become a better football player? Or is he a horrible coach who doesn't know what these players can do and is asking them to do what he wants them to do, regardless of their skill set or ability? We asked that question. We all hoped for option two. What we got was option one, which is that he, you know, didn't know what he was doing. And, uh, you know, we saw that in preseason because he was having Kenny Galladay run short crossers. He was having, um, you know, Darius Slay play weird uh, zone coverages. He was, you know, doing all sorts of weird stuff. And we saw it in the Jets game. All of the preseason games that we were like, eh, this is weird. Boom. Exploded into that Jets game. And yep. man, oh. and like, and that's been my, my complaint about Patricia basically from almost day one was that he looked over his head and wasn't prepared. Like he came in knowing he was the smartest guy in the room and had no wiggle at all about how he should be doing things. Yep. Didn't take any player, um, you know, thoughts or anything. If it was his way or the highway and that doesn't work when you're not good at your job. Hey, Riz, let me ask you, how much do you think the first year situation cursed the rest of this, this coaching tenure? Oh. A lot. And and we heard it from players, um, uh, specifically guys like Glover Quinn, Ashawn Robinson, um, other people who've, who've left and have celebrated and are dancing on Patricia's grave today. Uh, it, it was just he got off to such the wrong foot. And, and I know I know Kyle Mikey has gone on uh, quite a bit about this at M Live, and he, he's a great resource for it because he was there and he never liked Patricia from day one. Um, and, and it was it was almost by Patricia's choice that people didn't like him. It seemed like that was his way of building himself up, taking yeah, the power of position. Right. Yeah. Um, and and you, like, I understand that. Like I'll go back to when I went and went to a, to a new position when I, I started teaching, I, I'm a guy, I try to win the room. Mm-hmm. I'm not somebody who's going to try to, you know, come down, you know, hammer. I wish I would have been a little bit more hammer. I think if, if, Patricia gets a chance to do it again. He will go in with less hammer and, and more, you know, like, okay, guys, I, I get it. You know, um, the, honestly, the, the thing that really stood out was how profane, like obscenely profane he was yep. for no particular reason, just coming out of the box, you know, bleep this bleep you. Um, why aren't you at the bleeping meeting all the time? And he couldn't make the time to be on time for meetings mm-hmm. that, that sort of professional hypocrisy like that. That's the same people who are um, telling you, not, you know, mask up, mask up and don't go anywhere. And then they, they take a plane trip across the country to visit relatives in Mississippi. Um, that's uh, that's that level of contempt for what you're doing that is engendered by that. And you some people are not going to get past that. And I don't blame them for that either. Uh, and some people did. Um, and the people who didn't get it, unfortunately, were a lot of the most talented players on the team. And they're elsewhere now. And yep. Patricia's got to lay in that bed. He made it. He he purposely did that with, with an intent to to like you said, you know, come in and smack people over the face. Now um, I, I'll say, and 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 so you're self scouting right now, saying you wish you'd have been a more more hammer when you came in. I yeah. think Patricia would say absolutely. He wish he would have been less ha- less hammer when he came in. Yeah, I can see, and I'm not saying this is right. So please don't take this the wrong way. Now people will take it the wrong way, but that's how this shit works. <laughs> whatever. Um, but. I can see a coach like him coming in from a culture of winning who have repeatedly won Super Bowls and done a great job to a place like Detroit who haven't done crap. 
in what are we 60 years i mean it's been forever since this team has has shown any kind of performance other than our one playoff win under coach fonts um i can see being of the mindset that hey we got to come in here and slap things around and change this culture and really straighten things out and i think like we like like i said and like he seemed to recognize he came in too much with that I mean, attitude. And 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 Sam, man, I want to talk really quick. You talked a little bit before the show about the culture the way it was. And I, I want you to do that again and tie that in. I know you got something else to say, but if you can tie oh, those no, together. Oh, no, that's what I great. was going to say. Cool, cool, it cool. Work, it works out perfect. <laughs> no, the, I, the real problem here is that when Patricia came in, just like you said, he thought the culture was weak. He thought the players were weak. And he was going to be the one to instill this mentality of toughness. What he completely misread was that this team had a fantastic culture already. They all knew that it was a fantastic culture because they were the ones that built it. We're, we can talk about Jim Caldwell's culture all day long. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that Jim Caldwell brought the team together as a family and the culture was the team. The team was the culture. So when you come in and destroy a culture that the players built, you're never going to succeed in that. And, and, you know, Caldwell had his touches on it where he never swore at the players. He never yelled, uh, you know, too awful much about anything or at anybody in particular. He was even keeled. That was his, that was his thing. Uh, and then to, to come in and call players effing C words and yeah, the other F word, um, you know, yeah. and just really just tear into dudes asses. You can't do that, especially players that know who they are and what they're worth. You can't do that to Glover Quinn. You can't do that to Darius Slay. You can't do that to, you know, most players, to be honest. And you can do that when you're Bill Belichick and you're the best coach of all time and your way works. So when you tell people my way or the highway, it's win or don't. It's the recruiting thing. You can't do that when you're... Patricia. It is the recruiting thing. And, and it sounds silly, but like <laughs> uh, Jim Harbaugh spending the night having a sleepover, a creepy sleepover with a potential kicker. Um, <laughs> right. Right. I mean, did he, did he have the, the, the feet in his pajamas that night? Who knows? But I mean, it, it's it's the it's, it's the idea of of winning the room versus crapping on the room. And I think, as you were saying, Caldwell's culture was great. And we've talked about Caldwell as a leader of men. What an awesome, awesome dude he was and how great he did. And where was the failure? It was at the coordinator level. And 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 the fact that Ron Prince stayed there till he was gone is an indictment, an absolute indictment of Jim Caldwell's ability to run the football right. side of a when team. Martha, when Martha stepped in and said, you have to fire Jim Bob or uh, uh, Joe Lombardi. Yep. Um, because he wouldn't do it. That was a sign that, that it was too weak, you know? So Caldwell is from the Tony Dungy school, that, that, that coaching lineage. And that's a lineage that is built very heavily on players on coaches, allowing the leadership of the players to determine the direction of the locker room and the, and the pulse of the team, not to interfere in that. And Patricia came in, like you said, Andy, and just went the complete opposite direction. Crushed it. Uh, it, it was a fundamental, terrible calculation on his part, I also will blame Bob Quinn on that because Quinn needed to let him know, hey, buddy, we're different here. This, this, this isn't New England. You know, uh, I, I would have hoped that Quinn had a better feel for his players and his locker room than that. Apparently, he didn't. Yep. 
Yep. All right. What um, he gone to? <laughs> Kurt Lingus with a super chat. Uh, does this raise the confidence level on re-signing Galladay insofar as him actually wanting to re-sign now? No clue yet. Too early to know. This was it's part gonna, of the plan of re-signing him, I thought. It's going to be hard, man, because who knows what his worth is. If he's going to want $17 million a year, but he plays four games this year, five games this year, yeah. that's a that's a hard sell. If that's you a play, real hard sell regardless of who's GM. Yeah, if you're asking to be DeAndre Hopkins money when you miss eight games in two years and you get the lowest separation of any wide receiver in the league, yep. sorry, see ya. Go to go to go to Las Vegas and take their money. But and, uh, honestly, I think Galladay needs to be semi tied with Stafford in that Galladay is the kind of wide receiver that needs a quarterback like Stafford to get yep. him the ball. Yep. Drew Brees is not getting Kenny Galladay the football. With He's his... not throwing the football to him. Nope. Philip Rivers would never throw it to him. Never. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. So that, yeah. And that, so I think they're kind of tied hand in hand. And uh, so we'll see. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. He's got a very peculiar market value because he is. He's great at what he does, but what he does is not, it, it's sort of like Alshon Jeffrey. I think he's better than Alshon Jeffrey, yeah, yeah. but uh, if you ask Eagles fans, if they're happy that they paid Alshon Jeffrey right now, I think they'd, they'd tell you to go jump in the lake. Yeah. And, and not knowing, not knowing, I mean, you can't sign him to a big contract for more than one year. I, I think Matthew Stafford's around for one more year. I, I really, really do. And and it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing because Matthew Stafford being here is going to inevitably lead you to a higher draft position than you want if you're trying to get a replacement for Matthew Stafford. It's that whole catch-22 thing. So do you go in the tank 100% or not? Um, that's a tough one. I want to hit really quick Psychedelic Monk 313 again with a super chat. Thank you, sir, very much. Uh, it was very telling but not surprising to have past players speak out the way they did. And I'm curious to know if current players will do the same. Just a thought. I don't think Matthew so, Stafford will, but go Stafford ahead. Stafford won't. Uh, Galladay did a little bit. So they there was a post, um, and it wound up being on Instagram, and somebody wrote a negative comment on it, and Galladay was the first person to like the negative comment. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. So the Galladay sign, I want to get back to that a little bit. Um, let me get Loretto in here, because Loretto, has, he was trying to hit us Woo-hoo. up last show, too. Uh, Sammy, you saw Caldwell's culture against winning teams, and it looked horrible. Um, undisciplined football. Being everybody's buddy is not a good culture. Well, no, it, I, it's not. It's, we're not saying that he was a good coach. We're saying that he was a different style of coach, and that that wasn't his. Pro- his problem was the X's and O's and and motivation. Well, I, w- I don't want to say motivation. I think the the fine details of gamesmanship and running the day to day, running the games specifically on Sunday, were a big problem for Jim yep. Caldwell. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I th- and, and I want to, yep, that's exactly it. There's a difference between being a good, and, and I'll just, leader of men, and building a good culture of people, but you still need those uh, coordinators to drive your people into playing good X's and O's football, and be amped up for the game, and the problem is... Caldwell's never too high, never too low thing, while in many ways was good. They never got high enough, it seemed like, to come out to play a game. And and, and it was always the comeback kids, the cardiac cats. It was never. Remember the, remember the memes of Caldwell where every every single reaction, whether it was like nuclear Armageddon or orgasm, was like the same. Yep, <laughs> yeah. yep 100%. Yeah. So, but, you know, you have to you have to give Caldwell's culture a little bit of kudos for allowing the comeback cats to happen. That year where Stafford led them to a record amount of comebacks was directly related to how Caldwell managed that team. Now, 
Did he lose horribly to the Bengals when the playoffs were on the line? Hell yeah, he did. <laughs> and that's 100%. And the team comes came out flat. They did the same thing about against Baltimore. Those These are games that people like to forget now, but they're burned into my memory. Um, but, you know, for all of Jim Caldwell's faults, I don't think the locker room was one of them. I would say that, in no. fact, you could make an argument that he had one of the tightest knit teams in the NFL as far as players getting along with players and understanding what the mutual goal was yep. whether they could get there or not that's you know they yeah. didn't well his, his problem was sunday from one to four yeah <laughs> sometimes 405 um <laughs> that's um let's really quick talk about the the players reactions because it's it's coming out big time it's a lot of old players as as we said uh Ashawn robinson had a had a tweet very interesting right Ooh. haha told me you'll take my career away from me but i guess they have other plans for you Smile, laugh, 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 emojis. Um, and we should have saw again, that coming when he didn't start week one of Matt Patricia's regime. Right, yeah. right. But again, I'm, we look, this is the thing that's, this is the thing that just makes it, it's like, okay, culture, I get it. These tweets tell me the culture was was a mess, right? But let's look at what Ashan has done since he left. Let, let's look at what Tate has done since he's been gone. Let's look at what Slay has done since he's been gone. Let's look at what Diggs has done since he's been gone, right? All guys that were popular and we liked. Right. And, and, and guys that I enjoyed and had a great time with on the on the team and watching social media and all that. But frankly, they don't seem like they've been that good of players elsewhere either. Right. Well, <laughs> and you can make that argument, but you can also say that I would rather have digs than any of our safeties. Right Will Harris. Yeah, yeah, I, you, I would, you, you I would rather have out, Slay than yeah, you traded yeah, out you didn't Quandre Diggs for Will Harris. Yep. Come on now. You didn't improve. That's that's the that's the big failure, right? Yeah, and I regardless of what they're doing elsewhere, I think that had they stayed on our team, our team would be better than it is today. And they made that choice in haste slash, you know, personal grudge, which I, I'm sure we'll never find out you if know, that's true or not, but feels like it. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you, I'll go back to, to one of the, the, the key hallmarks that this regime didn't know what they were doing was when they traded for Damon Harrison and brought in all that respect and like, oh my God, we're going to turn around. And then a few days later, you trade away Golden Tate. Like, mm-hmm. How does one hand not know what the other hand is doing here when you're they're on the same body? You know, can I really quick just make a comparison? That horrible. That Golden horrible. Tate trade is exactly what you'll see if Kenny Galladay goes somewhere else. He, yes. Because Golden Tate was a great receiver paired with Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford. Kenny Galladay is a good receiver, good to great receiver paired with. Matthew Stafford, you put him on any other team, it's 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 he's going to be the same story, the same story as Golden Tate. Yeah, yep. It's 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 uh, it's going to be an interesting market for him for sure. And, and so, we'll, so, so the, the new coach, new GM, we'll get to sort these things out. That that's one of the things that I'm sure that they will ask of that of the candidates. Hey, what are your plans? Can you win with Matthew Stafford? Do you think? Do you think we need to move on from Matthew Stafford? You know, if we hire you. What's your thought on that? What what about Kenny Galladay? What about all these guys on defense who can't play a lick under Matt Patricia? Do you think you can get something out of the Will Harris's, the Tracy Walker's, the Jeff Okuda's of the world, or do we have to strip it all down? Those those are it's too early for us to know those things, but those are the things that the 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 Lions management that's still there has to figure out, and that that will be very important in the hiring process. Yep, because uh, there are. There are coaches that I know think they can win with guys like Jeff Okuda, Tracy Walker, yeah. um, 
you know, Romeo Okwara being a priority free agent this offseason um, will be another big decision that they have to make. You know, Trey Flowers is a, is a guy that a lot of coaches will want to win with. But if they feel like it's too much of a legacy with Patricia or too, you know, just I want my own guys in. Um, first off, I think that should be a red flag. I don't think you need to have your own guys. I think you should be able to make guys your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was that was a big fundamental failure of the Quinn Patricia regime was that they had. And, and this is this is totally a Bill Parcells thing. Remember all the guys that Bill Parcells brought at every freaking stop that he was at from the Giants to the Patriots to the Jets to the Dolphins. Um, guys like Pepper Johnson. And, and uh, who's the running back? Curtis Martin. All those dudes who like went from A to B to C to D with him because he couldn't ever train other people. He was right. afraid of that. Right. That right. was that was evident right away with both Quinn and Patricia. And let get me, Bill Belichick. Don't get Bill Parcells as the moral of that story. Let me get with Loretto here. Can we just stop acting like the coach has nothing to do with talent development, scheme development, or just putting players in a position to scheme? No, absolutely. That's that's the thing, and that's what I'm talking about. The the difference between character. And and kind of X's and O's. And I want to look at one of the things. And this was, I think, the biggest, biggest surprise slash failure of Bob Quinn. His expertise was supposed to be in the area of scouting. He was supposed to be the scouting guru. And I look at what he did. He was the director of pro scouting for the Patriots for a long time. And he was he was one of the guys who was responsible for them adding in all those veteran free agents who wound up being very key for them. And so the idea of going and getting rid of these guys who didn't do well elsewhere, it's like, wow, okay, that's a decent evaluation of talent because they, they just, they, they weren't, they haven't played well here or somewhere else. Okay. So maybe these aren't the guys for the job. Okay. But then as we said, the indictment is where he's supposed to be so good is the scouting. He can evaluate talent evidently when it's on his team. He, he did a decent job there, but evaluating talent that isn't, in his hands and at his, you know, at his availability, if you will, the whole kind of scouting concept was an abject failure for him. We talked about it when we reviewed his drafts, Riz, in this last, in a, the last show this week. We went through every draft, every player of every draft, and he had like a 33% hit rate, and that was being generous with this, the most recent draft because it really hasn't played out yet. I mean, we, we, he, he's down without that. He's like a, a 25%. If, we, if we're not generous with his last draft and take it out of the mix, he's like a 20 to 25% hit rate on, the, on his drafting. It was terrible. And, and they look good for a year. a long snapper in the first year. But, yeah. But they look good in the first the year, typically. <laughs> you just shook your mic off. <laughs> they, they, they look good in the first year, and then they, they don't pan out. That's, I think, a little bit of GM, and I think that's a little bit of coaching and development because the development, as we said, just wasn't happening from the coaching. And, I mean, right, let me get the boat horn here for you, Sam, man, because you were absolutely right in that first preseason saying what in the hell is going on with the coaching here and the development just didn't happen and we'd see these guys come in and at first they would look strong and then they would tail off tracy uh, (laughs) tracy walker is a great example of it was a t and a d and then a t and i don't know i'm I'm making excuses my tongue's tied uh uh, tracy walker is a great example of a guy who came in strong played well got a good year and a half two years out and then well, not so much, right? Or a year out of it. It just, it, it, where's the development? It's always, everything has trended down, right? If you look across this this tenure of this coach, everything has trended down. You know, and when Bob Quinn Time came in. Fails, downward spiral. Yep, it is a downward spiral. When, when, when Bob Quinn came in, he was lauded, and I even was on board with this, 
that he wanted to build depth. He was concerned about depth on this team. And, and that's one thing that, you know, Martin Mayhew and Bob Quinn were so different, almost on the opposite ends of the spectrum in that Martin Mayhew would take risks and he would get dudes that were high payoff, very high payoff. But then you would also have dudes that would literally do nothing. And that built kind of a team with no depth. Um, all of the depth had to come in free agency, and that's hard to do at times because guys don't want to get come in for just depth. They want to be a starter if they're getting paid. And then you have Bob Quinn who comes in and says, okay, well, I'm going to draft a bunch of special teams guys in the middle rounds because oh. we need our special teams to get better. So he drafts Miles Killebrew. He drafts Jared Ledbetter. Jalen Rees-Maben. <laughs> Jalen Rees-Maben, exactly. He drafts guys, and then you can see it kind of on special teams, and you say, okay, well, maybe – if these guys can develop, maybe we can get something out of them. You know, like maybe we can have a decent, you know, nickel linebacker and Jalen Reese Maben, or maybe Killebrew can turn out to be something. And the, when he had Caldwell here, it kind of was looking okay in that direction. It wasn't looking awful yet. But then as soon as you get a guy like Patricia in here, it collapsed. Mm-hmm. It fully collapsed. And for Bob Quinn to be the guy that hired Patricia to manage the roster he built, that's the biggest indictment that Bob Quinn has is yep. that he hired a guy that couldn't do anything with his style of drafting. Yep. Um, really quick um, chip in the chat. Biggest question for me. What does an Unland defense look like without Patricia? That's a great question. I can't wait to see question. how that plays out for the rest of this year, because we've got a long week here to get ready for the next game. You're not going to install a whole new playbook, but you are certainly going to install a new mindset and, and a different set of play calls. And I'm, I am, I'm interested. I am. That, that's a good I question. I hadn't thought of that angle. That's a good one. I yeah, like that. Yep. You, you know, and we always ask an that question. From Riz or the USA Today Lions Wire guys. Very shortly <laughs> on that topic. <laughs> I'm adding it to the drafts right now, baby. <laughs> we always ask that question when it were, was regarding offense, right? Like, is Jim Bob Cooter this, you know, calling this the way he wants to call it? Or is this Patricia telling him we want to run the football more and we want to control the clock? You know, I think this is the first opportunity we're really going to get to see if all of a sudden our offense opens up and we start seeing Stafford sling it more, then maybe that tells us what we need to know. Same thing with Unlin. Maybe we start seeing blitzes. Maybe we start seeing 60% zone versus 92% man. Um, Flea you know, flickers we'll every see. possession. <laughs> that, I think that's Bevel's thing. <laughs> 86% man coverage on third and long this year. Which is the, 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 league, the league average is like seven. <laughs> it's so dumb. How do you call man coverage? On like a third and twenty, and then get burned. How do you? Times. How do you? How do you, okay, Amani Arawari is a good cornerback. We all agree on that. Mm-hmm. He's not fast. Will Fuller, one of the fastest guys in the NFL. In fact, he won a race that he was the fastest guy in the NFL once upon a time, not too long ago. Why do you match him up with no safety help? Over what are you doing? My God. <sighs> I don't have to scream about that anymore. Can, can, can what? Yeah, well, if, my kids are all scared of me now. What if now? Here's here's the scariest part. What if nothing changes? Then then we'll be well. Then then Corey Unlin will be looking for a job too. Maybe he can yeah, go back to Philadelphia draft. and replace Jim Schwartz, who's going to get fired in Philly. Maybe our uh, draft position will improve. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, I will talk. Let's talk about coaches keepers. Um, we've, we've talked about these two guys and they remain my two absolute yes. keepers, Hank Fraley, 
Um, I love that man. I absolutely love that yes. man. And and it's 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 un, what is it unrequited, <laughs> unrequited. <laughs> yeah, it's unrequited. Um, and 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 Braden Coombs as well. Those two guys have stepped up in in absolutely a horror show year. Um, with with a group of leadership or a set of leadership that just did not give them the help they needed, and they've done spectacular work. And I, I say it over and over, Riz. When we watched Hank Freely at Senior Bowl with those yep. kids, I, I I'm gonna go back to that video. I'm just so stoked, to, just right now talking about it again. I have so much video of him coaching those guys in the line. He was spectacular. If you go through our YouTube, we've got a, a short video of Hank with, with the kids down there doing some coaching as, uh, from the Senior Bowl. He is fabulous. He would be a severe loss to this team if we lost him. Yeah, the offensive line is doing very well. I'll, I'll go back to the Senior Bowl. One of the guys that was down there was Nick Harris who got drafted by the Browns and in his introductory press conference, he thanked he, I mean, he, he went out of his way to thank Hank. So that, that tells yeah. you how much respect they had for him. Um, he's a keeper. Coombs, I think Honestly, I think if they're going to want to keep him, they're going to have to name him an assistant head coach Yeah, because he's going to get feelers from around the league. People are going to be like, oh, that guy's available. He's young. He's energetic. He's what we want. Uh, So to keep him, they're probably going to have to to sweeten the pot a little bit. And I'm okay with that. If if you've got talent, you got to do what you can to keep it. Absolutely. 100%. I'm really excited, Sam, man, about Senior Bowl. I mean, I have been for a while because I love it. It's such a great trip, a great time. But this is a big year for us. I mean, we're going to have a new coach. We're going to have all kinds of stuff going on. And there's a lot of talent that we're going to be looking for there. And it's going to be talent that's right in the range of where we're drafting. This this could be one of our more productive years down there. Yeah, you know, I think one of the most exciting things for me once we get a head coach is always trying to figure out what they want to do. You know, what kind of scheme are they going to run? What kind of players do they want to draft? And I can tell you that just based on us moving away from Bob Quinn, I'm excited to draft people that can run fast. I'm excited. Wow. I'm excited that I'm not the guy that's out on the field playing. You know, my five second, my five, eight, 40. You know, I'm not playing linebacker hey, anymore. So you were fourth string, Sam. Man, we were going to put you in. We knew we had you in the seats. We just had to suit you up. We had we had the jersey in your size, waiting if we needed. You know, it. me and me and Jimmy Landis were uh, both in contention for round five when I got passed over. Oh but, my goodness! Oh but my you know, God. it's 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 going to be exciting to see them potentially start getting players that will actually help improve this team rather than help improve the scheme. I want team players, not scheme players. And that's been a problem <laughs> that we've had for a while here now. Um, you want talent that transcends scheme. Exactly. Especially with your first couple of picks. Yep. Oh, for sure. For sure. And we even saw it last game. They put Mohamed Sanu in, who's a brand new player, barely played. Stafford hasn't practiced, basically, since Sanu came in. Mm-hmm. And once Stafford noticed Snoo on the field, Snoo was getting the ball. And that's because he got something that no other Lions wide receiver has done. And that's separation. And it's, it's a travesty that Stafford has been playing the last couple of years without anybody to get separation. And wide receiver is going to be a big need this year. Big oh, need. Keep that in mind. The top four receivers on this team are not on this team next year. Necessarily. Uh, Right. Um, <laughs> they they could franchise Galladay. I don't think a new GM will do that. But you have to, you know, you guys know the way I handle free agency. If their contract expires, they're they're off the team. Yeah. Like if they want to come back, that's fine. But you can't count on that happening. Yep. So when this season ends, they will have a, a wide receiver room that is Quintez Cephas and what's left of Geronimo Allison. That's it. Yeah. 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 
yeah no. robocop yeah <laughs> and, and it's um the the oh god i had i had something there and i lost it it came in line <laughs> damn it i got something for this all right let me let me hit really quick you guys hit us up with your thoughts um what are you looking for in a new coach use the super chat it's easier the, the chat's flying by it's going nuts yeah. um it is <laughs> so I've, I've got i've got the phones with the, on here and i got the scrolling thing over here and uh there's a lot of, there's a lot going on in the nfl today let's yeah. just say that yeah. I mean, it's going to be a very interesting weekend um the Baltimore Ravens have 30 players on their active roster right now. Um, the Denver Broncos do not have a quarterback because Jeff Driscoll tested positive and he was a close contact with the other three quarterbacks in their room. So they might play tomorrow without a quarterback. Um, so it, it's a very eventful time. So if, if I've seemed distracted, that's, that's, that's not a reflection on y'all. It's just I got a lot going on. You know, head. with only 30 players, they, the Ravens still have more starters than the Lions. Um, yeah, so hit us up at 248-782-8384, <laughs> Hit us on the Super Chat uh, or if you want to get uh, seen that way instead of calling. Uh, we'll take some calls. We've got a call here. Let's see if it came in. Hey, caller, what's your name? You know, and how much are you with only intrigued? 30 players. Oh, there you go. Have you started drinking yet, caller? Um, yeah. So hit us up. At- yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. I haven't been drinking. Oh. Otherwise, I'd probably be in a twelve-step. <laughs> Your audio is breaking up a little. Oh, did we lose him? Oh wait, there you are. Hey, uh, Your mic's breaking out on us, Scott. I, I. What I'm calling about is. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah. There you are. Okay. Uh, what I'm calling about is this was. To, from the beginning was not going to work. You got two guys who've never, ever done anything like this before. They had no experience. And I, I've already seen about probably five or six lists, and everybody wants the great new thing that uh, with no experience and stuff. We need to bring in at least one guy, either the GM or the coach that's got experience. This this trying to find the next great guy is not, not – I don't think it's really worked out for us. You know what? Here's where I think our failure has been. And and Riz, Salmon, you can obviously correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I don't think you will because I'm so smart here. Uh, I think <laughs> I think the Lions are That's perpetually right. three to five years behind the curve. And we hired Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia to run a scheme that was about three to five years behind the success curve in the NFL. And then they took two to three years to prove that it was behind the curve. And the next th- the next two things have already happened since since we hired them. Um, we're, we're not forward looking. We're not looking at moving the NFL forward or the state of the art forward, if you will. We seem to be a team that's trying to be to replicate what other teams have done for years and years and years. And that's the big change I want to see with this new hire is a look like I want to say, okay, Sean McVay was a guy that did a lot of great things uh, for, for, for the Rams really quick and other people are starting to follow it and they start try to hire all those people away or whatever. What's the next kind of thing like that? What's the next evolution of the NFL? That's the kind of leadership and uh, GM and coach that I want in place. Um, and I think, like I said, I think the experience, I want to see Wade Phillips as our defensive coordinator. <laughs> I say it over and over, but he's, he's the guy, so old. Y- you give him the defense, you let him handle it. He's been a head coach. He knows what a head coach wants. The head coach is not going to have to F around with the defense. It's going to be taken care of. The head coach can work on head coaching culture, uh, running the locker room, that sort of thing. Instead of having to run the defense, it's so important 
to have coordinators who can execute and execute well and not have to monopolize the head coach's time because when you do that, that leaves them less time to do their job appropriately. And I think Patricia was a little bit arrogant in that he thought he could run the defense. He could keep his finger in 107 pies and still do that job that he'd never done before well. And I think that really, really is part of what cost him his job and his his, uh, ability to execute in the long run. As the caller noted, though, and, and I've been harping on this for a long time um, and taking a lot of crap from it in the yep. Slack and, and on Twitter, I absolutely do not want a brand new uh, specific. Want, I want a GM who has done this before. Lost your mind. I'm on the job. I, I, I don't want a GM learning on the job. No. I want him to come in understanding what's coming on. Head coach, I'd prefer experience, but it's not necessarily requisite. Um, if it's a, especially if it's a coach that doesn't have experience being a head coach, you've got to have, you cannot have virgins at both positions. You just can't, it's not working. It hasn't worked anywhere, let alone here. Um, you've got to have somebody who has run a team who's run a full practice before. I, 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 I'll never forget when Bill O'Brien took over in Houston and the players were like, Oh my God, this guy's had, this guy's run a practice before. Cause they didn't know what that was like. It was, it, it's, it, there's such a change from that. You take the training wheels off before they ever get here. Uh, and I, I specifically want that on the GM level. That's why I'm looking at guys like Tom Dimitrov, mm-hmm. um, guys mm-hmm. like Mark Dominic, um, guys who have done it before. Um, and, and as I said, in, in, and I forget who had, had the comment in the Slack, but I, I, I clapped back a little bit on it was that he said that um, that means that they failed somewhere else before. Yes. They have. They learned how to fail. They learned why they failed at another place. They didn't learn how to fail in Detroit. I'm a very big believer in that. Um, Just a quick question. I saw this in the chat go by. If you look at Sandman's background, it looks like Sheila is given the the she's she's making eyes for you Riz. (laughs) (laughs) he will be mine (laughs) it's true it's true something tall man you know i'm a little short for my liking i i 100 agree with jeff i think what we find is that everybody is keen on the hot new thing right they're looking for the kyle shanahan's Mm -hmm. um there aren't there aren't many of those you know, I think there's a reason why those guys are head coaches and, and it seemingly is, is working out all right for them. But this team needs a head coach that knows what he can do with this team because this roster is so messed up. And I, I said it last year when Patricia was losing out and it was awful. We have two choices. We can fire him now and try to avoid some of this rebuild that's inevitable or we keep him and then we hope that it's not as bad as it can get and i think that our defense is at a spot that it's really horrible uh it's going to be hard to build around in my opinion maybe somebody can come in and fix it up i think the offense has some building blocks but we need somebody that's going to come in and that has experience and knows what to do when things aren't easy and you know can make those hard decisions yeah, um, I, I I honestly feel that that's probably our best bet, and it's going to be unpopular. Some of those hard decisions, I think. You know, Andy Reid did a great job in Kansas City of doing the next thing when he moved to KC, right? And he built it around Patrick Mahomes, 
right i mean it's 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 what happened it's how he kind of did what he did there i mean he started with alex smith and did pretty good but patrick mahomes became the way he evolved his thing to the next thing um but when you look for the next thing also you wind up with chip kelly right <laughs> and, and that's 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 an ugly way to be and i don't think the lions lions fans can handle um a, a chip kelly as a replacement for matt patricia <laughs> just just you know whatever oh boy <laughs> hey caller what's your name have you started drinking yet on this wonderful saturday hey this is chris R. hey chris hey you know chris i gotta really kick you in the rear uh, if you guys don't know, if you can join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, and we have a Slack chat there that's one of the best chats, most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. And Chris did a great list of potential GM uh, candidates, and Riz was number 49 on this top 50 list. And I've got to say, that's trash. That's trash, my friend. Um, and I, I want you to try to stand up for such a decision. <laughs> Technically, he wasn't even on my list because I don't think that he's someone that is going to get an interview or would potentially be interviewed. I, I think I we'll end this call right now. Like in the actual I think, right now. I think we're going to end this call right now, Chris. That's that's the kind of attitude <laughs> that that takes this Lions team to where it is today. We, we <laughs> all right. I can't, I can't keep doing that. I don't got much more. What do you got, man? What, I know you haven't been drinking, so uh, come in with us and uh, come in hot for us. Yeah, so the one thing that I kind of wanted to talk about and I've been thinking about lately is I want something fresh and new and exciting to be our next regime. Because for me, the biggest issue with what went wrong with Matt Patricia is that we tried something that worked five years ago. We tried someone who had been working in a system that worked in 2010, in 2005, in 2015. I want someone who's going to push this team forward into the 2020s, bring something new, innovative, exciting, fresh, hopeful, optimism, something that we haven't necessarily seen before. Um, and I, I'm not necessarily sure that there's any veteran coaches out there who have been fired who are going to bring something new and fresh and exciting that didn't work 10 years ago to this team. Like, I know that we've been talking a lot about, like, Marvin Lewis and, and what, what, what happened with him in Cincinnati. But, like, does Marvin Lewis really change a whole lot from, like, I mean, systemically from, from what we've been doing? I feel like what his system does is things that worked 10 years ago in 2010 and 2015. And not necessarily what's going to work in 2025. Uh, so for me, my personal priority and why a lot of my candidates specifically for GM GM more than head coach. Um, is I want something who's someone who's going to bring something new and different uh, to this team and not be stuck in the past and stuck in what worked in 1985. That's that's tra- that's crazy talk, Chris. This is as bad as your list. Uh, I did see in the chat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I saw in the chat that they think that Riz actually might be okay at drafting. Riz, you got an okay. NFL draft level grade. You're doing. You're getting okay. up there, buddy. The Lions right. would have to would have the players with the best hair. In the league. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Chase Winovich would be a lion. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Oh God, my my wife wanted him so bad. No, Chris, I I, I give you I give you a hard time, and I and I I shouldn't, but that's that's kind of what I do and who I am. Um, <laughs> but yes, yes it is. <laughs> you, you you I think you're you're absolutely right. I think we need to quit chasing the the past with this team and with this talent and look to yep. try to 
uh, be the ones to evolve to a good place. But again, it's this whole thing yep. about the the idea of um, do we do Chip Kelly new thing <laughs> or we do we do Sean McVeigh new thing? And I think that's a that's a big question, right? And I think that's a big concern as to how that plays out yep. and and what that means. And I think that there's a little bit of a difference, though, too, because, like, obviously with Chip Kelly, there's a little bit of extremism there. And I don't even necessarily think that the biggest issue with Chip Kelly was the schematic side. I think the biggest issue with Chip Kelly was the person side. Chip Kelly. Um, and, like, the alienation of the players and all the stuff that we've been through with Patricia. Uh, so I think that that plays a part of it, too. I mean, just making sure that we hired the right person and then focusing on the other stuff afterwards is going to be priority number one all right my man i'm gonna i'm gonna let you fly okay we got another one coming in thank you chris yeah for sure sounds good stay safe be good you too brother all right chris robbins uh all right caller what's your name and have you started drinking left yet yet 6 p.m on saturday hello hi how you doing yeah we got you hey oh yeah i I killed a 24 rack earlier was all for Sandman. <laughs> I, knew, I knew the day was coming this morning. I saw that. Um, well, anyway, I saw that Pabst has a '99 family pack, '99 can family pack. Now, I, I so bad want to get one just <laughs> like just to put it on the thing back here. Right, just run the whole '99 pack across there. <laughs> they come out with some ridiculous stuff nowadays. I was I was at the store the other day. I I I used to have a bad habit and I used to chew tobacco. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, now they got these like giant cans of uh, chewing tobacco called like the big can or something. Oh, terrible. <laughs> I was like, hey, are you going to put a horseshoe in with that one or no? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, what do you well, got? Anyway, for us, yeah, this, is, this is Joe B. This is Joe B. I want to say hallelujah. Been a long time coming. Hey, Chris, Chris, I might have had you at 49 on your list, Riz, but I had you at 69. Uh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's the brand man. You're top five because you you saw this thing happen a while ago. Yeah, I got. I was. I was a. Uh, I, I was labeled a negative Nancy for like the whole three years. Hey, hey, hey man, that that guy was selling me snake oil. He's a he's a snake oil salesman. For about two years. And then, you know, the reports started coming out with Darius Lay, and I'm like, oh, thank God. So my my my, my top pick, I just want to go over my top picks for coach. Sure, sure. Real quick. Um, I want someone that has, you know, some experience, but I also want something fresh, you know. I'm, I'm tired of, you know, these old coaches coming in or, you know, these Patriots guys coming in. I, I kind of want someone like uh, a Lincoln Riley. We're going to have to get rid of – Stafford's gone. He doesn't want to be here anymore. We We're going to trade him probably next year. You don't think we'll that, probably get a second round pick? You don't think that Lincoln Riley would run our running backs down uh, and <laughs> destroy our running back core, our depth within one year? Uh, I wouldn't even. <laughs> I I don't I don't think so. I think that you know he runs the RPO right in college. He's got like that fresh offense. Uh, I, I would I would want a dual threat quarterback. Okay. With a good arm, good legs. Um, I don't know if we're gonna find that in this in this draft. Um 
my my biggest hope was that Stafford would stay for a year, but I mean I don't see that happening after selling his house in the off season. You know, you could kind of see the writing on the wall. Uh, I'm pretty sure Stafford's gone. I'm, I I know that a lot of people are saying that there was no reason besides the fact that he had another child on the way is the reason he sold his house. But come on now, like here's here's why wouldn't he sell his house when he had three other the the three the three kids before that. The fourth child is the one that did him in. Come on now. <laughs> here's, 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 I want to tell you, here's where, where Gary nailed it. Gary Luke in the Slack chat. He said, first job for the new guy is to sit down with Stafford and see where his heart is. If he's down with a rebuild, give him a two year extension and then get to building. And I, I kind of, I, I think that's kind of, there, there's two things. And I think, so number one is how do you deal with Stafford, right? And in, in this place, I think I, Stafford's I think, a yes man though. He may be, he may be, but I, I think the, the, the percentages, if, Whatever I you need, to, coach. if I were to do Vegas, I think <laughs> Stafford is, is going to be gone. I do, but I think that's one of the first things they have to do. I think the second thing is, or maybe the, I don't know. The second thing is, and this is a worry is that whole Kenny Galladay situation. And I'm worried that a GM is going to come in and want to be a, a happy maker and kind of. You know how you talk you talk about a pendulum swinging, right? And you went from Caldwell and it swung way over with Patricia and they, and you see what happened. I worry that it's going to swing back the other way and they're just going to say we'll sign Kenny Galladay for whatever he wants, right? Let's let's make him happy. That's how yeah. we're going to win the locker room back, right? And then we get we get saddled with a contract for a guy who isn't really as great as the contract value is, right? And we get in that cap we're gonna over, We'll overpay him. We'll give him. Yeah. yeah, we'll give him eighteen million a year. And and this is the real. Lions will find themselves in the same hole that they've been in for the entire for the past sixty years. This is the risk for <laughs> for the Lions, right? It's the swing of the pendulum is is important, but I don't think you can so much react to it, right? Um, I think as as Sandman said, he was he was very very. Super intelligent when he said you have to if you're if you're Matt Patricia come in you have to understand the culture that you're taking over and the idea of what that shift that he tried to bring uh, came in is all wrong right it's all wrong um, by the you same know, this token this is a horrible year to try to change the culture though you, the whole you can't exactly. worry about what that culture was you have to lead in the way that you need to lead so the key piece is to find the right kind of leader to lead this team and not worry as much as how the pendulum swung. But I think they will worry about how the pendulum swung and they think they have to fix the locker room or they have to fix whatever happened from before. And you wind up saddled with a, a bad Kenny G contract in an effort to say, Hey, that's our olive branch and we're going to make it better with the players. Now it's a different ownership or a different leadership or whatever. It's not how to do it, man. You have to come in. I think you have to still negotiate tough with, with Kenny G I think you have to be smart about the team's money. I think it's it's a, a tough, tough conversation from leadership that has to happen. And there's going to be mad fans. This, there's not there's not a good angle here for the Lions. There's not an easy way forward to make everyone happy and get results, right? It's just that they're in a crap position. And I think people need to understand that and look at it and say, look, I understand I'm a player person. I love my players, and that's it. I'm going to go, or I'm a I'm a ownership position, whatever. That's who I am. Whatever. I, you just got to be an I'm a I'm a I'm a fan who wants the team to win, and look at that and say, what do we have to do to win? What's right for the team? What makes sense? Peel the emotion out of it. Peel all that that stuff away, and just go with what's going to help this team win. Period. Tell me I'm wrong. Sammy. Well, what's 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 your what's your price? What's your price on a 
on a second round pick? If you if you could buy a second round pick, what would you put on it? Ooh. I, don't, I, I I think Stafford would get you a million, second. Right? Yeah. yeah, I think Stafford would get you a second. I think Stafford could get you a second and maybe a couple later round picks yeah. that you know are based on how he what, plays. What if you get a friendly re-sign with could, Stafford? Could we could we could we could we franchise tag Galladay and trade him? Yes. Yes, you can. But yes, you, right? but you have to find so somebody much, willing to pay him you, that much. Well, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you could because you could franchise tag him, take the hit on his contract this year, you know, take take all that cap that that, that cap money that's going to come off this year, have this be your your crappy year, trade Stafford, trade Galladay, and then try and get just build up draft picks and draft stock through these next couple couple drafts. And you know, I, like I said, I called in like two weeks ago and talked to you guys, and I said this man set us back fucking eight years. Eight years, the three years before, and now it's going to be a five-year rebuilding process. So the next coach, I don't care how much survive the rebuild. Is that what you're saying? Uh, <laughs> I mean, <yeah. laughs> no, I don't think. I, I think this is just the, the coach that gets us over to where we're mediocre we're, again. We're, the Jim Caldwell. We're back <laughs> this to will be the Jim Caldwell. <laughs> I'll say this: no, this, this you, is going to be the, you, you, the Jim Caldwell. Turn... Get us to the playoffs, but he won't win. You can turn a culture and a team around pretty quickly these days. Uh, other people have done it. Uh, Mike Vrabel did it in Tennessee, as an example. The guy that I wanted instead of Patricia. That's true. I'm not. I'm never going to be bitter. Never not going to be bitter about that. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll go to the other team that I covered, the Cleveland Browns. They're eight and three right now, uh, yeah. and and look at or seven and three. They'll be eight and three tomorrow because they're playing Jacksonville, um, and Jacksonville doesn't That's have any four years. Left. Yeah, um, it, it, but they they have they have tried every possible combination. They've tried retreads. They've tried new. They've tried the fresh new thing. They tried the analytics. They tried going away from the analytics. It it took them a while, but they finally got it right. Um, and look at they're they're a playoff team this year. Um, that hasn't happened since two thousand three. <laughs> it, it can it can get turned around. Yeah, but how much the, money? The goal is to be Pittsburgh or Baltimore. How much money have they invested in that team? Where they're they're not going to do that. Or, you know. Minnesota turned it around fairly quickly. I, I think a lot of us thought that Minnesota was going to bottom out this year. Uh, they're, they're not as good as we, they think they should be, but they're on their way up. The, they're they're going to catch the bears. Uh, uh, you know, that, that's you're, you're trapped with certain, like how many years did it take stuck around? If you get rid of Stafford, what, four years to, to get back. I, no, I, I don't think it, can take, where they are, it, no. it, it shouldn't have to take that long. Now, now with cap room, not with the way that the NFL is set up these days with, uh, if you get a couple of good draft classes, you hit your first and second round picks, you get a couple of, of key free agents, which, you know, even, even Quinn stumbled into those. This team could be a playoff team, probably not next year, but 2022, they, they should be competing for at least, at least a playoff spot, if not more. Hey Joe, I'm gonna let Fifth you go Stafford here. Space. Right, we got we got a, All right, a bunch guys. of take oh, care. Thanks, brother. Good to you guys. Thanks, man. All right, see ya. All right, we got that. Um, I'm gonna I really quick. I got to bait Ash. Oh, Ash is gonna call in here shortly. Um, nice. I, just, guys, I, I I do have to run. Oh, I have okay, a, a lot of work that is piling up on my inbox <laughs> here. Yep, yep, Understandable. Yep. All right, buddy. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Take care. Go see you later, brother. Later. Right, see ya. I didn't realize how long we'd gone. Crazy. Oh, okay. I just got to change your name really quick. Give me a sec. <laughs> I don't mind being Jeff. 
There you go. All right, we're back. Uh, okay, we're we're back. Um, caller, give me one sec. I want to hit. I want to hit. Uh, Ash is going to call in, but I want to hit him on. Uh, uh, hit a quote that he had. It's something very close to it. Uh, what we've been talking about. It should never take more than two years. I think he says for a successful rebuild. So in three years, in in year three, you should see the results of that. We're in a really weird spot. I would love to see in three years that we we respond. But here's here's the deal. You saw what happened with this coach and the and the results. If we have to tank this team, how long do you think the next coach is going to survive? And and, and that's step that's question one. No, then question two: Who's going to come work here, knowing that? Who's going to come in and say I'm going to go coach at a, at a place that's going to tank, and then they're going to fire me because we have to tank in order to get the players we need to win? Who's going to take that job? You know, I don't. I don't know if anybody wants to take that job, to be honest. I, I feel like the GM and the ownership needs to be forthright about what they expect. And if they expect that we're going to have one or two losing seasons, maybe not tanking, but just that this team is not good, you know, and then you can yeah. kind of build from there. I think that that's fair. I think that's kind of what Jim Schwartz got yeah. is that he got a couple years where they were like, whatever happens, happens. Year three, year four, those are your actual years that we're going to start judging you on. Yep. And, you know, I think uh, he got the proper amount of time for a coach that is in a situation that I think is fairly similar to this team. Um, you know, I think the real issue that they're going to have is that we only have five draft picks this year. Yeah. This is an awful year to, to, to be bad yep. with only five draft picks. But, um, but it's a great year to trade away a Matthew Stafford because you can, you can get one or two picks out of it. If you can sign Matthew Stafford to a good deal, and this is part of the conversation, I think, that a new GM has. And just so you know, Ash came in in the chat. He said, year three, you know if the rebuild is working or not. Um, I think the uh, – the, um, I freaking lost it because I went to Ash. My God, I got to stop this. <laughs> stop this. Say that last thing you said again. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. God dang it. <laughs> hey, caller, what's your name? And have you had as much as us to drink? <laughs> Hi, Chris. It's it's Nick Nick down in North Carolina. Hey, uh, yeah, you probably Nick? had just as much. <laughs> Hi. How are you doing? Thanks for calling. I'm good. I'm good. Um, so my husband and I are sitting here and we've been talking about it. And I'm curious, you guys, I know Riz mentioned Brable before he got off. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but Lomas Brown threw out Chris Spielman for a GM. Um, was it Herman Moore? Yeah. Herman Moore, Herman sorry. Herman Moore, yeah. Um, and I'm just curious what your thoughts are. And I know there's a lot of talk about experience and wanting coaches with experience, but what about these players that have successfully become coaches? Is that a decent kind of experience? At least in one, I understand wanting a GM who knows exactly what's up, but for a head coach to come in to have been a player recently and know what this is all turning into. I think, I think, I think, think yeah, I think there's something to that. I really do. Um, if I, if I, if I think about this as, um, Again, I think about if I go back to what I was saying about the uh, the coordinators being so key to the X's and O's and helping the team execute, and you look at like the Sean McVay model. I'm not saying he's not a smart coach or anything like that, right? But the fact is he can relate to the players in a way that a guy – Jim Caldwell can't. Matt Patricia can't. Um, you know, Wade Phillips can't, right? <laughs> there's there's a certain inability for guys like that to to relate on a, to the day-to-day of what happens in a player's life. Um, Guy like Herman Moore, he can relate a heck of a lot more, a lot, heck of a lot better. And with the right coordinators, I think a guy like that could be successful. 
Um, I have heard, though, as you, as you said a little bit, uh, the idea of Spielman to GM. And I've got some thoughts on that. I'm going to let you kind of swing the bat at that one first, Sam, man. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting because you can tell that Spielman cares about the Lions. You can kind of tell he doesn't want it to come through when he's announcing our games, but it's there and you can feel it. <laughs> and I think that he's got a good enough football mind that if they decided to go that route and they actually interviewed other GM candidates and they decided to go with him, I don't think I'd be upset with it. We've seen guys like John Lynch come in and make a big difference. We've seen guys like Mike Mayock come in and make a big difference. Guys that were a little out there, you know, conceptually. Um, So I feel like, would I be fully on board with it? Uh, Probably not a hundred percent. But if they went through the the actual hiring process and they decided he was, you know, the best person for it, I would be pretty pumped that we got a Lions guy in to be the Lions GM. There's something about that that's appealing for sure. Like having some. No, I agree. I think that's what it is. They have they have the drive already. They already love the Lions despite what the Lions are. Exactly. So they have that extra drive. Kind of like Stevie Y is the GM of the Wings. He's got he's he's got a, a sense of ownership. Right, I think that's what it is. You bring invested. in, you bring in. Yep, they're invested. You bring in uh, Caldwell. You bring in Patricia. You bring in guys like that. I think Schwartz came in. He was invested because he knew he was taking an zero and sixteen team over. I and as much as as crazy as he was, right? He's like that. And Nick Nick, do take this the wrong way. I don't mean it, but he's 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 like that crazy ex girlfriend, right? It was great. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it's not a long term thing, right? It's it's like it's kind of where, where where I am with him. But he was just absolutely fabulous. He made Lions football fun and must watch, much watch, must watch football. God, I miss Jim Schwartz's Lions compared to these guys. I, I we got the super chat from a guy named uh, San Deman Leones. Um, <laughs> Sam Man, of course, comes in. He's, this Lions team is worse than the 1971 Marshall team. After the plane crash. Thank you, Sam, for the laugh. <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. Um, Spielman as a GM. I love the guy. I believe he's invested. I believe he cares. But hearing him talk, I just feel like there's a CTE thing going on. Where I'm, and, and someone said it. I don't. I, I don't want to mean it this way, but um, it. <laughs> He's he, eh, whatever. He's just not. I don't think he's going to be a GM. Someone said, you know, we already had a Millen. I don't think he's going to be as bad as Millen. I just don't think he's going to be as good as his brother. That's that's kind of where my head's at. He's great in the booth. I love having him do Lions games and, 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 and getting that kind of sense of the Lions love from an announcer for once. But um, I just don't think he's the guy. I, I and I and I have a lot of respect for him. As Riz said, he was one of my favorite players. I this this is way back when he played. I mean, nobody bought jerseys. It wasn't even a thing back then to buy player jerseys, really. And they had just really started coming out. And I got a Spielman jersey out of the gate, and it was awesome. I loved wearing that around. He was my guy. It's the first jersey I bought. I mean, loved Chris Spielman. All that being said, I just don't love him as a GM. Is that okay? You still you, you, you still on board? It's, Nate? it's fair. No, I <laughs> I'm still bitter about Rabel. Yeah. I love him a lot. <laughs> and I just want, I, it just makes my wheels turn and seeing it on Twitter today and everybody talking about, you know, potential formal, former lions taking over, I guess sparks the interest. What do you think though, Sam, if we get Vrabel, but we have Bob Quinn, 
What's the outcome? I've been thinking about this, not necessarily variable per se, but how Bob Quinn's drafts don't really lend themselves to helping a coach per se. It may help the roster overall, but it doesn't fill holes or or help in that regard. I'm not sure that Mike Rabel wins here either, to be honest, with this roster. Now, you can say that Mike Rabel wouldn't have drafted a Jelani Tavai and he wouldn't have wasted picks on, uh, you know, five running backs in three years. But we don't know how much, you know, Patricia had say in who got drafted either. It's kind of a who knows scenario. Um, I do think that we would win more than we have with Mike Vrabel as head coach because he's shown himself to be more than adequate at that position and and really smart in others taking penalties on purpose to kill clock, Um, you know, stuff like that. He he seems to have the knowledge and the ability to do that. Um, But I think that as long as Bob Quinn was here, I don't know who is ever going to take this team over and, and really have a successful, you know, team with it. You know, we're built very similar to the Patriots in that we have a bunch of semi no name guys on our roster, but what we don't have is we don't have Tom Brady and we don't have Bill Belichick and it's impossible to win without those, guys, those yeah. guys with the kind of roster that we have. Well, yeah. And I think, I think it's, it's, you know, you think about it, this is why, the decision and there was a lot of conversation. I got to, I got to hit this. I've got to hit this. We talked about it in the last podcast. People in the chat were saying, "Oh well," on this this other show, this other podcast, they were saying, "You know, we have someone in the building," and they were saying, "Quinn is safe. Quinn is safe." We the guy, the people telling us in the building, "Quinn is safe." They don't have anyone in the building. We knew that we knew Quinn wasn't safe. I mean, it's, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever said. I mean, you're just making shit up. I mean, that's not real. And it, so, but the reality is, as you look at this, and exactly what you said, Sam, man, there's no way Vrabel could have won with this team that got Bob, Bob Quinn put together. That's why Bob Quinn is not here. He can't draft these guys, and they can't develop them. It was two very big pieces. The guys that they can draft and they do draft don't improve over time. They just draft them at the level they are, and they play at that level or decline over time. And then, you know, you have coaches that don't help them improve. They had to go. He had to go. It was obvious that they were they were a package deal. That that was that was the end of that story. So the the the, the real sad reality here in, in alternate in an alternate universe is t- Tennessee gets Matt Patricia and we get Mike Vrabel and literally it's nothing has changed. <laughs> I can I could very easily see that happen. Um, except for the development piece on the on the on the Tennessee side, I don't know where their players would be, but I, I can I can absolutely see that happen. Um, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. The the we didn't get a team. We didn't get a set of players that that worked for this coach for this scheme. Uh, and then this coach and the scheme didn't develop the players into what they needed to be. It was a package failure. And um, yeah, if there was like a Venn diagram, you would have <laughs> bad drafting. Bad coaching, bad scheme, and in the center there'd be the lions. It'd be it's it's actually I, I'm thinking the the office meme with what's her name Pam, mm-hmm. right? They're the same picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Venn diagram, it's just a circle. <laughs> it was just a a perfect storm of of failure. Hey, I got a really quick Nick Nick. If you don't mind, I'd I'd like to take an option to tell people about you know the pain, anxiety, and sleepless nights that they're suffering right now. As a Lions fans, the best way to take care of those is to go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Isn't that where you go, Nick Nick? 
You know, we haven't. We're in we're in North Carolina, where I know it's legal, but it's a little a little sketchier here. So we haven't done it, but we have talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to say you did, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> hey, you told us about it. We're we're gonna, and I will I will call you next week. How All about right. it? That sounds great. That sounds great. Awesome. Um, yeah, CBD. It is legal all fifty states. It's good stuff. Um, it, pain. Anxiety and and insomnia is the three things that I've personally found that really really helps with the chill line of stuff behind our guy Sandman there that he's got as his ultimate background is the stuff that I'm going to tell you it gives you a body buzz you feel it and it's like I said it's legal but you feel it it's it's different they got that Delta Eight stuff in there that is whatever it is it works really really well um right here the chill line it's got a warning it's like do not use in front of with heavy machinery and all that kind of stuff. The other stuff that's not the chill line takes away that whole kind of idea of a body buzz and just takes care of the pain, anxiety, and uh, insomnia. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Use the coupon code LIONS. You get 55% off. You won't fail a drug test, they say. I like that. Uh, 55% off with keyword LIONS or coupon code LIONS. Uh, CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. That stuff is magic. And uh, feel free to use that, that coupon code. It, they give us a kickback. Either way, so go to town. All right. Hey, Nick, I'm going to say thank you for calling. Thanks for the Patreon and everything else. You've been awesome. Love to have you on. Thank you so much. You guys are great. All right. Be good, guys. Later. See you. All right. Um, really quick, someone said um, they love the uh, they love the stash. and It is a, it is a new look today. Uh, it, I, I, I kind of let it grow for the whole Movember thing, but St. Jude has been where we're at uh, doing our thing there and uh, helping those folks out. So I didn't say much about the Movember thing, but I've been doing that on a different side to help raise money for men's health. So I'll lose the stash here once December hits, most likely, first week. All right. Um, what do we got here, Sam? We got a lot of stuff going on. I got people in the building saying Quinn is safe. That was that is the most ridiculous thing. I, I can't believe. I saw Terry Foster tweeted that. Yeah, there was and someone. I thought, yeah, what a joker. Someone else, yeah. I was like. There's no way. They were tied at the hip. Nobody. Yeah. They, they, they had to be tied at the hip. There's just... Why do people make shit up? That's the thing. I mean, they, they want to seem like they know something, but... Yeah, well... That's the most ridiculous I, I, kind of... I saw Quinn's family coming in uh, a taxi, coming in from the yeah, airport, so I know yeah. he's going to stay. Um, were they a package deal? Of course. Uh, okay, the idea of college or pros for replacements, and they said all options are open. Um, yeah. That's that's what you would say. You, you don't want to limit your universe, and the only way you can answer that question wrong is to pick the false, uh, either or, <laughs> the false choice. Yeah. You say all options are open. We're going to do a lot of work. This is the we fired these guys press conference. This isn't the here's who we're hiring or how we're hiring kind of pro- pro- conference. It's right now all options are open. We're gonna we're gonna proceed accordingly. Once you've hired Ernie Acorsi or you decide you're doing it internally or get a firm or whatever in place, then you announce that. You don't do it beforehand. You don't show your hand yep. before. It's, that's, that's, that's silly stuff. We want to know, but that's just not how it works. Hey, caller, I know your name's Brett. I know you were on our, uh, our big show with your son Cameron, and I know you better have been drinking because this is a celebratory moment. Uh, agreed, but did you know all these Christmas beers are like 7.5% alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> Because I didn't, I didn't know it till I had like five of them. But. <laughs> Welcome to Thanksgiving weekend with Uncle yeah, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, you guys to do the emergency pod for the firing. Um, I 
so the big thing I wanted to ask about, and this is what scares me, is because we've gone, the Lions have gone back and forth in this cycle of retreads and up and com, up and coming coaches. Yep. And I, for some reason, I am so scared they're going to like go grab Jeff Fisher or pull Brian Billock out of the studio and give him a John Gruden type deal. Whoa. I mean, I love that idea. I really do. I uh, Risden sold me on Billock three years ago, four years ago. And I've been kind of just floating him in my head forever. God, I can't imagine he would. I, I don't know, Sam. Man, am I am I am I high over here, or can this guy can? <laughs> is this like we're hiring the guy from five years ago, or is this a guy that can evolve and coach? You know, at this point, I don't really have a super strong opinion. If they hired Brian Billick, I would assume that they did so because they thought highly of him and went through the process and looked at everybody. On the same token, I agree with the caller that it is a scary proposition that the Lions might bring in a old and tired coach that, you know, inspires nobody. You know, it would kind of be similar to the Caldwell hire, to be honest. And I think, you know, um, the Caldwell well, hire yeah, feels a little bit different like in retrospect. Years, but Wait, go ahead. Say that again. I'm sorry. I was just saying the difference is Billick's been out for like over 10 years. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that does scare me. I, I, I you know, and, and it was brought up when we hired um, Daryl Bevel, that he was out of the league for a year. And was he going to have his finger on what an NFL offense should be? Or is he just going to run the same offense he ran three years ago? Um, and I think to an extent that that kind of came true and he is kind of running an older offense here. But, um, man, I'm I'm really hoping that we can get somebody in here that – wants this job and is going to try to do it the way that they want to do it and that the GM will allow them to do that and that we'll have cohesion, um, you know, across how we're drafting and how we're developing players. And that's really all I can hope for, regardless of who it is, whether it's a 10 year coach that hasn't coached in 10 years or, you know, like a Lincoln Riley, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. So do we think think the plan is, do we think the plan is going to be that they will hire the GM first and fold them in on the head coaching hire? Oh, I think they have to. I think if they do anything outside of that, then that's disastrous. Yeah. You know, we've seen is that there, a couple but, times, but ugh, right. Yeah. There've been some teams that went after the head coach and let them help pick the GM. And that's kind of what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Let me really quick. Um, Jack Del Rio was a name that popped up. I I like Jack Del Rio. I would love him. I mean, he's a coordinator now, so it's going to be hard right. to peel him away as a coordinator. I like him because I number one, I like him as a coach. I think he does a, a, a good job, and he's a solid coach, and and brings probably the right swing of the pendulum, if you will, to the Lions. The other thing though that I really like about him is I'm really, really good friends with a family member of his, and and getting interviews would be a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> is it? Isn't he the coordinator in Washington though? Is it Washington? He's he's a I, lot better than Washington though. I mean, Washington is a team on the rise. I hate to say it, and and it sounds weird, but they're they're a team that actually is going to be a lot better oh, in two years. Uh, oh, absolutely! I love the Riviera or Rivera higher. I love you know the whole thing, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of like you know he. He might be willing to leave a reason because although it looks like the new uh, president general manager was it Jason Wright, yeah, I think he's got the right mindset. 
yeah. for the team and everything like that. But Dan Snyder still scares the snot out of me. Yep. Uh, Zuki's Turkey in the chat. Sometimes I think William Clay Ford didn't really die. He's tucked away in a room somewhere and still screwing up the Lions. Uh, says he even visited Lane's gravesite in Lubbock and politely asked him to lift the curse. He obviously gave me the finger. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm waiting to hear that Sheila Ford Hamp has, has done what her mom did and just walked through the building pointing at people saying, all right, you're done. You're done. You can stay. You're done. <laughs> hey, I, and, and so there's also talk in the chat. Um, that shot of, of Sheila, while a great shot. Right and, right and and absolutely right. just like kind of iconic. It's one of oh, those Mike things. Mike nailed that. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things that's the cover of Time magazine in World at the start of World War II. Right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just like generationally iconic for Lions fans because that is absolutely how everyone is. And you see it on the owners. Well, what you can see of her face through her hands. She's there. She's with sure. us. Right. And right. so. Oh yeah. So. Just starting from there, let's start from there with, with Sheila uh, Fordham. A lot of quiet, a lot of people worried she's not saying anything. We don't know. We see this happen, and I'm going to roll up the – oh, I don't have it ready on this one. You guys know what the decembomometer was. It was the broken needle thing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's off of the, <laughs> off the charts. She's with sure, us. Yeah. She, she followed up on that. She's absolutely emotionally invested in the success of this team, and she's exactly where we were at that moment in time. That cat, that that picture, not only was just a great picture and, and iconic and whatever, but it is it is the sense of Lions fans everywhere right now, and knowing sure. that she's right there with us, I think that means a lot. I think that means a heck of a lot to fans of this team and where we're going now. It's the other side of the equation where just like hey. Patricia's a great guy, you know. We we enjoyed him. He's a nice person, good person, all that kind of stuff. But he can't win football games. She's where we are. She's where we're at. Can she hire people that can win football games? <laughs> right? Because right. that's the next step. Yeah. It's one thing to be of common, you know, cause and purpose, and that's mm-hmm. great. Now, now translate that into you're the you're the decision maker. Translate those decisions into a winning football team. Take what sure. you have. Take your frustration. Take your ability to to invoke change in this team. And execute, and that's what we need to see. Yeah. And this is this is tough, right? Because we talk right. about all the things that are lined up against this team. Number one, you got a bad draft position next year. Number two, you got a weird spot with your quarterback right now. Just, just it's just weird, you know. All the different pieces right. we've talked about it, right? You need a new coach, a new GM. You got basically a new owner. Is the coach going to get enough time for the team to tank and rebuild? Is the owner going to? Right? right, I mean, this is all tied together now. When we hired Pat- when when Bob Quinn hired to Patricia, he inex- inextricably tied the two of them together. Now yeah. this change kind of ties well, together the new GM, the new coach, and ownership. This right. is a different place for the Lions, and this puts them in. Well, there's some risk, I think. I think there's some real risk for the owners right now and I, for Sheila in the decision making that goes on. I, I will tell you, I always believed. That that Quinn came in wanting to hire Patricia, and he spent two years building the roster. Yep, he didn't want to bring in Patricia for a roster that he couldn't coach for his scheme. Yep, and that's why he let Caldwell stay. And also, it would be bad. Well, I mean, after the the, the first year, you know, it would it would have looked bad anyway. Sure, but but then he was willing to cut him after the nine and seven year, or the non playoff nine and seven year. Because he felt he had the roster prime for Patricia, and that was his failing. You know what I mean? He he built it for Patricia, and Patricia failed as a coach, which essentially failed 
Bob Quinn because he bet all of his money on that. Yep. But I did want to jump back. The best thing about the photo of, of Sheila Ford Hamp is actually the dude. Cause the dude literally lo- looks like he's like, Oh, now you get it. <laughs> That's where the rest of us were. You just, you just caught up with the rest of us. <laughs> I don't know who that guy oh, is. Man. That's great. But he literally, he's, he's looking at her. He's like, ah, there it is. <laughs> oh, man. hey, we got Matt Patricia in the, in the, in the Slack saying, I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that, that is great. That is absolutely fabulous. I love that account. That is awesome. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. Hey, Brett, dude, number one, yep. thanks for calling. Number two, thanks again, man. We, we, we released on the YouTube channel the, the story with you and Cameron. Oh, uh, yeah. The video clip of that. Thank you. It's really yeah. great. Folks, go check that out. If you want a compelling reason to donate to St. Jude and make the world a better place, Look, we can all watch the news. We can all look outside and see how crappy the world is today. In 2020, it has just been an absolute crap show. But if you go to stjude.org slash DLP, you get a chance to to help make lives better and kind of put your money where your mouth is on being a good person and making the world a better place. So uh, I just want to say thanks to you, Brett and Cameron, for coming on, telling your story, sharing it. It was was emotional. It was compelling. It was inspirational more than anything. Uh, Just want to thank you very much for, for everything. Oh, well, I was so glad to do it. And, and I would also return those thanks for you guys to put something on like that for a place like St. Jude, because, you know, my my son is here again. He didn't have to go to St. Jude, but they were absolutely instrumental in developing the treatment that he got here in Ohio. Yep. So um, and he's here and he's going to be here for a long time. And uh, I need other families besides mine to have that same outcome. That's so. awesome. All right, brother. Yeah. All right, Brett, be awesome. good, man. We pre- appreciate yeah. it. Love you, dude. Absolutely love you guys. You guys are awesome. We'll see you. All right, we'll see you. Bye. All right. Matt Patricia in the in the chat saying that he and Jim Bob Cooter are going to start their own team. Um, and where are my donuts? <laughs> They're on top of the running hill next to the seven-layer dip. He'll never see it. He'll never get to it. Do <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think man. he gets to keep the four-wheeler? Is that one of the perks? Um, I, th- I think there's there's tire tracks from it across because it's I think one of the first things they had to do is do the hill climb with it. So somebody go get a picture of Allen Park's fields right now. There are a bunch of uh, donuts on the field from <laughs> from Matt Patricia tearing the lawn up. How dare you fire me! <laughs> oh my god, that reminds me of the outtake from the Blandino video at the end, where it's like, "What the?" <laughs> we're, at the we're at the Lions facility. It's pretty good. If you haven't seen that, it's on YouTube. All right, Sam, man, we've been going a long time. Um, I don't know if it's St. Jude that just conditioned me to talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's, worn in. It's big news, big news today. Um, we'll, we'll go a little bit. Remember, 248-782-8384, 248-782-8384. How much more time do you have, Sam, man, before you're, you're like... I probably got another, like another 15 in me. Okay, all right. I'll give you another 10. Another ten in you. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's uh, hit a couple of things. First, one is say the number. We get a caller. Okay, we will get the caller on. Uh, really quick, I want to tell you if you're getting Lions gear now to celebrate the 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 new coach and the new regime, head on over to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. All your Lions, Michigan, Michigan State, Red Wings, Pistons, whatever gear you're looking for, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. They give us a kickback. And we appreciate everyone who does it. All kinds of great gift ideas. Real licensed merchandise. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com Caller, what's your name and how drunk is that kid in the background? 
Big baby, it's Malcolm. What's going on, man? Hey, Just checking in down here from Atlanta. Malcolm, what's Sam, going on? What's popping, baby? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I saw the I saw the notification late, man. I've been doing daddy duty all day. My, um, <laughs> my mother-in-law helping my wife is out. So I was like, I got to celebrate a little bit with the boys real fast. I'm sorry, it's bath time, so I'm going to have to be quick. <laughs> after, the Sunday, after Thursday, bro, I was through. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I put the Sheila for a picture on my Twitter. I changed my name. I was like, I'm not watching for the rest of the season. I'm getting old, man. I'm 40, just like you, Chris. My blood pressure going up. I'm a heavy guy. I can't be sitting here stressing out over stuff. During the debacle of a Michigan game, my boy hit me like, yo, did you see what happened? I was like, yo, shut the fuck up. Don't play with my emotions. I'm like, I'm like Big Worm, man. I'm like, Big Worm, don't play with my emotions on this, right? The Lions is special to me. I get to Athletic. I see the post. Twitter's going crazy. I'm like, thank you. Finally, finally somebody's paying attention. I appreciate everything she did. If nothing else, it just gives us fans relief. The only thing I wanted to say, man, is like, Wanted, I, I missed some of the calls. So if you guys have covered all this, you know, just blow me out of here. It's cool. But I see a lot of people asking for Rod Wood to be fired, and I don't understand what he has to do with the football side of things. I feel like the GM on our team got carte blanche to do whatever he wanted in terms of personnel, in terms of scouting, in terms of the structure of the football offices. But whether Rod Wood is tied to the Fords or not, He's doing a good job running their business for them, and that's his job. Yep. He may yep. be in the room, but Mrs. Ford made the decision. She reached out to the old owner of the Carolina Panthers. You guys already went over the story. There's other people she talked to, her, her mother, to get Patricia and to get um, Quinn. And Quinn was the, the guy that Patricia – Quinn told her, this is the dude I want. She was like, fine, go do it. The Lions enable you to be successful, and they hung themselves. So yep. I just want to draw to talk a quick, quick second about that. Just to try to help set the record straight, just because Rob yeah. would yeah. still employ, it doesn't mean that we're going to have the same process and the same outcome. Let me, he is a business guy. He is not a football guy. Let me, so let me, I'm let me put you on mute. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> let me, let me, let me, let me extrapolate on that. And I'm going to, I'm going to steal a little bit from Ash again from the, from the chat today. He's a finance guy. He, his job is to very quickly understand different businesses and understand if they're valuable or not, and 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 whether to put money in them or not. How viable are they? What's the return? All that sort of stuff. And he doesn't have to be able to run those businesses, but he needs to understand when they run well. And he needs to understand when they're when when they're valuable or not. This man, you know, we sit here and talk, hey, no, Rod Wood, he's not he's not a football guy. What's he been in that that role? Five years now? Right? Uh yeah. Right so around there. From a fan's perspective, he's done a great job, other than the the security at training camp, but I think that's a Patricia thing. But <laughs> oh God, that's a different story. But the thing that Rod Wood has done has had five years of direct experience at the top in a football organization. He's not just talked to, to Bob Quinn. He's, he's, he's worked within the NFL and played within the NFL circles and gotten a lot of information. He's a guy who's already got to be really, really smart and be able to pick up how businesses work and how they're structured and whether they're going to be successful or not. And then he sat in the midst of the decision makers of a very large business like that. If you think that Rod Wood is not a football mind now after the education that he's gotten over the last years, you are sadly mistaken, my friend. This guy knows what he's That's doing, right. and this guy is stepping in right now, and this is the one thing that I think the 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 retention of Rod Wood in this role means is that he has picked this up and that he is a real asset here, and he is going to help the Lions in this position. If he's helped the Fords the way he has over the, la the his history and the reason he has this job, 
he doesn't he's not going to be bad at this job. I mean, I I mean, sure he could be, but I just don't I just don't see that happening. He has all the pieces in place to be good at this job and be able to step up to this job and and he's he, again, had the education of a couple of years. Sam, man, tell me well, I'm high. <laughs> I mean, you're you're not wrong. I, I think what people miss is that Bob Quinn was not just our GM. He was our president of football operations. Great point. He did everything when it came to football. If you look at the first couple com, you know, conferences that they had, they specifically spelled out that Rod Wood was going to deal with all non-football operations and Bob Quinn was going to deal with all football operations. There was a hard line down the middle where what they could touch, what they couldn't touch. And Rod Wood didn't, did and has been doing an amazing job at the non-football operation stuff. He, uh, you know, within a few months of being hired, he had massive groups come in to give feedback about being lion season ticket holders. Uh, he was listening to fans. He did the entire Ford field upgrade with the better screens that they spent a hundred million dollars on or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, that's all Bob Quinn or not. That's all Rod Wood, Bob Quinn. Rod Wood. Yeah. Yeah. Did everything else. So all the bad crap that's happening with the lions is all Bob Quinn. All the good stuff that happened is, is Rod Wood, and they're not tied together because they really didn't operate together. If you look at like a right. a pyramid of structure, you have the owner, Sheila Ford, Camp, and then you would have Rod Wood and Bob Quinn. And they're next to each other, but they're not interacting. And really, you know, we can't hate on Rod Wood for what he's done because he's done a fantastic job. And it, is, it might be harder to see what Rod Wood does if you're not a season ticket holder or if you don't go to games because most of the stuff he does is things that you have to go there for, you know, it's he the touch points got, at the game, right? Yeah. He got cheerleaders. Right. He uh, upgraded announcers. He got a new announcer last year, which was, uh, you know, not lauded enough in my opinion. Like the new guy does a way better job than the old guy does. You know, he did the upgrades, all that stuff. He, they're just not the same and firing a football operations manager is completely different. And in fact, it's something that I think in the coming weeks we're going to talk about is, are they going to find another GM that's going to be the pro football operations manager again, the, the vice president of football operations or the president, right. or are they going to hire another guy? Are we going to have a guy that's on Rod Woods level doing the football stuff and then a GM underneath him and a head coach underneath the GM? Uh, I guess we'll see, but that's going to be an interesting thing. I think it, it depends on yeah. the pedigree of who you hire and what yep. their demands mm. are, right? If you if you bring and I'll just just for example, if you brought in Bill Belichick for a silly example uh, as your GM, he's going to want to be the VP of football operations, right? And yep. he he will command that and he will get that. And so now you sit here and think about it as as you're hiring, you know, not only as a hiring manager or the person that's bringing this person in, but as a fan, what do you want? Do you want to distribute this job across a couple of people? Well, does that mean you're getting a less pedigreed person as your GM? Is that okay? Are you willing to do that? There's there's so many nuances, and which is why in the in the press conference they were so open about the field is open right now, and that's what 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 Sheila signaled to me is those are going to be separate positions because everything is wide mm -hmm. open right now, and they are rebuilding from the top down. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's what I, I heard think, her say without her saying it. Go ahead, Malcolm. I think I think we should be excited about that, man. Because from a leadership perspective, she's taking an approach of what's the best setup for my team to be successful. I'm not going to be wedded to what my mother and my father did. 
I'm looking mm-hmm. at the landscape. I'm looking at the qualifications of the people that I'm bringing in. And I'm saying, who's good at what? And who knows? You know, there's lists of candidates out there already who have pro personnel backgrounds. And some of the guys are younger. It may be better just to let him cook as a talent evaluator and a scout and a draft Nick and let somebody else do the football operation stuff. But the key yep. is all three of those positions you just talked about, Chris, from a leadership perspective, you got to be aligned. She'll set the vision. She'll set the direction. She's largely probably going to make them accountable and give them autonomy to just do their thing. Right. So when I think about an attractive job, I look for jobs where I can just go be me, mm-hmm. do my thing within the structure and make it happen. So Lions fans, you should be excited about that. Get off of the Rod Wood thing, get off of the Ford thing, and just let this play out. I feel like we may be looking at something a little bit more improved from what we've seen before. But time's going to have to tell. And, and, and you're right. Time will tell. I have a feeling that Sheila is going to be more involved than Martha and William Clay before. I, I think at least in the near term we're going to see. And I think it's partially because she's welded to this. And she needs to be. She needs to be make make herself known. Now, here's what you do, and you're in a position like that. That's why you hire that VP of football operations. You put another layer between you and the mess, right? <laughs> for, for lack of a better term, you put another scalp in there, right? The more scalps you can put between you and the <laughs> and the failure, the better off you are. I'm not saying she's going to do that as a way to you know cover herself, but she's a savvy person. She comes from a very savvy family with a lot of savvy advisors. That's Frankly, one of the things that I would do now, it's going to be dictated by the talent that you bring in. I, I think that's that's solely where it's at. And um, there's there's a lot to be t- there's a lot to be written. Right. The news is we have no GM. We have no coach. Right. We have people kind of standing in right now. But that's where we are today. And that's what we know. Now, the speculation on how to handle it is is going to happen. And it's really about if you think about it. You got to think about it and put yourself in the head of executive leadership and how they think and what's important to them. And winning is absolutely important, absolutely 100% important. But how you get there and the map to get from where we are now to winning is different from leader to leader to leader. And it's going to be really interesting to see how this works because Sheila Fordham could wind up being an absolute mastermind. Like she could make herself <laughs> into like a, uh, uh, um, something beyond a human like a, a, a beatified you know in detroit kind of a person right stevie y stevie y is a great example that that guy will never pay yeah. for a meal in detroit as long as he lives right it just it just won't happen if you win, if you win lions, here if you're listening if you win to here you're gonna be you're gonna be god yep. that's that's the bottom line yep. i gotta go tend to these kids but the last thing i want to say chris yeah i know it's november i know you got the stash Ladies like the stash, man. Keep the stash going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> grow the stash for grow the stash for additional St. Jude donation. Tell us, hey, if we can get over twenty five thousand, I'll keep the stash till the summertime. I don't know. You're a creative guy. But give the community what they want. Give your wife, I know what she wants. Give them that stash. Wait, all right? you know what my light wife wants. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Chris, Malcolm knows, we'll man. Malcolm offline. knows. All right, buddy. Let's not let's not let's not do this in front of in front of couple. All right. I love y'all. I gotta go send these kids to bed. Bye. Love I'll you, Malcolm. You later, brother. And Lions, if you're listening, if you're listening. You better get this right, or else Malcolm's going to come and knock all the TVs down with a flag. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, quick story: we were we were at a I uh, foolishly I bought a suite for the Dallas Cowboys game last year, and Malcolm uh, got invited to the suite with us. He came up from Atlanta, and uh, they put a, a flag in the suite for you to swing around. 
when the Lions did something good and, uh, you know, I think we scored a touchdown or something. He's swinging the flag around and he smoked the TV in the suite. Absolutely smoked it. It was awesome. It was there's great. a video somewhere. I, I'll have to see if I can find it, but there's a video of him smoking the TV. That whole thing was surreal. The whole th- I think the video might be on our on our YouTube site because I put a, it. It's uh, the Sweet Life. It's on one or one one of those. You can <laughs> yeah. kind of take a look oh, yeah. really quick. I might have him hit the screen on that one. Um, that was the game. That was a game against Dallas, where more Dallas fans than Detroit fans were there. Sandman hooks every, hooks us up with that suite. That was again, dude. Much much love. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, and the fuck the Packers cake. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fabuloso and uh then malcolm blasts the tv swinging the flag celebrating the score oh my god that was great and malcolm's a big guy man and he he had some velocity on that flag too he was he wasn't he's holding back big, what six four six six yeah he's a big guy man Oof. i remember the first time i shook his hand it was like shaking a bushel of bananas <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! All right, we'll, we're we're gonna start getting there. It's two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four six five. He says six five, baby. Um, with a two eight, no. Uh, <laughs> another call. All right, let's see. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Hey, um, my name's Kyle, North Carolina. I haven't had anything to drink yet. I just got off work. Um, <laughs> I have some celebratory drinks as soon as I get home, though. It's a good day for you, my friend. It's a good day. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Um, You know, I just got on the the broadcast. I was just looking at you guys for a little bit. I'm not really sure how y'all's vibe is um, after this. But um, for me, you know, I've never called. I'm actually planning on joining the Patreon. Um, I've been listening for a long time. I just never got to it. But um, thanks, man. Appreciate it. No, that's... I've been I've been meaning to call and just kind of vent a little bit, but yeah. Tell you what, tell you what, tell like what. I'm going to give you the microphone, so to speak, and and let you <laughs> okay. go to town. Now I'm just going to ask you: don't demonetize us, right? There's the there's the magic <laughs> C up. word and the yeah. F word that are the two that really really get us hurt. So if you can, just kind of hold back on those two, but but let it go, let it roll, man. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Um, so. It's just been, it's been tough. You know, we've been watching forever. Like me in North Carolina, I don't really have anyone that's a Lions fan, but I have two boys. I have an eight-year-old, a two-year-old. I have to like legitimately think if I want to raise them as Lions fan, if I want them to go suffer through that, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it's a real choice. Yeah. yeah. It's a real choice. But, uh, man, you know, I actually feel like a weight is off my shoulders because I've been, I've been freaking just watching them week after week, you know, just trying to have a positive, you know, outlook on this. And it's been freaking garbage week after week. Like it's it's too true. It's too true. And you're not alone on that. I can tell you for sure, because this is like the most down on the lions I've ever seen this fan base ever. Yeah. And it's, it's, like, I've never felt worse than last uh, week versus the Panthers. Did you, how old were you guys? Both of you. I'm going to ask you a question. How old are you when they went? Oh, 16. Uh, well, I am 29 now. So that was right oh, before staff Stafford. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean. So you're 60. And that was rough, you know, obviously, but it, it didn't really affect me. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, no. And I'm at, and that's what I'm asking. Sam, man, is it, is it too much? Yeah, I was 20, 22. Oh, okay. So you were in there. I, I'll tell you, for me, that was, and, and and it may be, you know, everyone has their own their own path. And I'm not saying just because you were 16 or 22, it, it wasn't as much, right? I mean, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering because there's context around it for everybody. For me, Absolutely. in 2007, I moved away from Detroit, right? I lived there my whole life, grew up there, the whole thing. I moved away to SoCal and, uh, you know, loved living there and all that. It was great. But I was like, there was no Lions fans anywhere, right? And I remember going to that season, I worked with a, uh, a Bears fan and a Cowboys fan who were just like, you know, whatever, and having to deal with that. And I think it was the second year I was there, might have been the first, that the Bears went to the Super Bowl and lost, right? And there was a Bears fan there, fan there as well, uh, two Bears fans. I was, it, was, it was insufferable. It was horrible for me. And, and, and that's actually how I got to know uh, Brandstatter. We started uh, corresponding then. I was like, man, there's nothing better than me being, I was brewing beer at, at a high rate back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, there was nothing better than hanging out in the garage on a Sunday. I had the TV up and, or the radio up, I'd, and, and I'd listen to Brandstatter and, and Dan Miller do the game. And it just took me away from a place that I was, I didn't know anybody really, right? And, and, and you know, you get older, making friends happen slower, whatever, new job. Um, the first six months I was there, I didn't have my family, whatever. I was like, at least I got the Lions. That was my tie back, right? I, I loved my football. And then they went 0-16. And it was, it was like a really, 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 really low point for me. Not just because they did it, but because I was kind of on that island uh, by myself. And it was a little bit after that that I found Reddit, and it wound up leading to this podcast and everything else. But for me, that was the lowest, worst point as a Lions fan, right? And it's very, very personal. So I, I get it. Because this is probably the second lowest point <laughs> for me, so yeah. I, I, I get where you're at and I understand it. I'm just trying to find the context in it and in, in kind of why. Oh, no, for sure, are, absolutely. Right? Yep. I mean, set in history with Owens. Yeah, Owens sixteen. Yeah, I, I was contemplating getting Coach Fonts on for this show, um, but it was it would have been like a spur of the moment thing, and I didn't I didn't. I, I love the guy, right? And I and I'm I'm working on right now with him setting up a time where we sit down with cigars, set up a couple cameras, and just oh, let him tell amazing. stories about the Lions and just kind of go off on his on a, on his thing that he does, right? Um, so I didn't, well, I would I didn't love to hear his take on it. I didn't want to take advantage mm-hmm. of him, <laughs> but his take on on yeah. what it's like as as a coach right now to be in this moment, I think, would be just incredible to hear. What's it like to be fired as a coach in the NFL, right? What's going through your mind and, 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 and what are you doing next? What do you, you know, what are those next steps and what's happening and what's the team doing and all that kind of stuff. I just thought it'd be interesting, interesting insight. Yeah, for sure. I definitely tune in. Uh, I mean, just even here, him talking about the locker room attitude and just hearing all these people, you know, chime in, you know, all these old fan, or players, you know, the, obviously I'm sure y'all have already talked about the Slay stuff. You know, I got a buddy who's an Eagles fan, so watching kind of was a little, you know, when they won the Super Bowl, both our teams were without. That was a, a little tough, but with Slay just chiming in, stuff like that, you hear Travis Fulgram. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. All the stories, the articles. I mean, I, I mean, I went radio silent for the past about three, you know, three weeks. I just didn't want to hear all the, you know, complaining and how wins Patricia getting fired. 
because you know I try to listen to all the the Detroit podcasts, try to get as much as I can. You guys are my favorite. You guys, Eric Schlitt, you know, I hate to put a post on there, but he's awesome too. <laughs> yeah, he's a good but, guy. But um, you guys guy. are my number one. Well, thanks, and I uh, appreciate y'all more yeah. than anything, bro. No, no, appreciate you, dude. Thank you so much for that. And and no, Eric's a great guy. Don't don't feel bad about that. We 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 can stand behind him. He's 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 like a different approach, right? But he's yeah. it's, it's an yeah. absolutely sound approach. I mean, we love what he does, and and he's 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 right in there and, and and good. And and you know, it's one of those things. I'll go back to the first thing we said that I'm sure a lot of people weren't here for because we've been going for so damn long. Um, <laughs> it's you can tell a lot about the character of a person on a day like today and how they react to this kind of news, right? This is going to make the organization better. This is going to make the team better. But how do you treat people, right? How are you as a person? And I think you'll see Eric versus some of the other stuff that's going on out there, and you'll see a, a real significant difference in character between Eric and, and some of the others that are out there, you know, mean tweets or whatever else they got going on, right? Um, and Eric's Eric's a quality dude, a good dude. So we absolutely stand, you know. I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm a fan of Eric's as well. Yeah, get ready for that Carlos Menares drop. Yeah. <laughs> it's Careful coming. Article. It's coming. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and uh, when you said that this, you felt like a weight came off your shoulders. I felt that. Isn't that gross? Because it, it honestly, it, it, yeah, you know, it, it's kind of funny. It's, it's almost like, uh, you know, when I heard the news, it was almost like getting the news that you got the job you've been waiting to hear about, you know, like it was just like, oh man, like all it just, you could breathe again. And at at the beginning of the show, like before we were live, I think Chris asked me where Matt Patricia had touched me, show me on the doll. (laughs) And I said, he touched me in my fandom, which is the worst place to be touched. (laughs) He hurt my fandom. He made me question why (laughs) I was a Lions fan. (laughs) He made me question why I was spending money on season tickets it really affected my thoughts towards the Lions as a whole. And it, it like him getting fired legitimately allows me to like walk back through the Lions fandom door with like a clean conscience and like a fresh start and see what happens. But oh, yeah, for sure. You know, we my know fandom like, this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> interim coach, worst options available, I think, ever. It's like an altar boy at the Lions. Oh man. Okay. Hey, <laughs> dude. Thanks. Thanks a lot for calling. I appreciate it. We're gonna we're we're getting to the point where I've had too much Jack and Coke to to probably continue to broadcast intelligently. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting, Absolutely, yeah. But no, I appreciate you calling, dude. And and all the nice things. Very very kind of you to say. Thanks for listening and thanks for sharing and thanks for uh, for being there. You know, it's it's one of the things we talked about with the, with the show. It started out as kind of a fun thing to do, but so many people now like is part of their lives. And, and important to them that it's it's like a responsibility. It's it's not a, a a bad responsibility, right? I don't want to make it seem like suddenly it's a job or anything, but now I feel compelled that we have to put this together. We have to do these things for folks because they're looking to us for that insight. And there's nothing, no greater feeling than having people tell you that you do a good job at something that you're doing for fun. I guess. I mean, you know, like we we don't have USA Today or Vox or anybody else like supporting us. We just do this on our own. We're like like the we're like the mom and pop store, you know what I mean? And to have folks like you come in and say great things, we really appreciate it. It's very nice of you. Thank you very much. No, we appreciate you guys. I'm sure there are tons of people out there who feel the same as me. So. All right, um, Look for me on, the, on Patreon. I promise I'll be on there. All right. We will. We will. <laughs> See look you in the chat. To it, dude. I'll take it. All right. Later, man. <sighs>
uh, I hit that button at the wrong time every time. Damn it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Really, really appreciate it. All right. Let's get to that. Let's uh, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Hey, you know, it's the holiday season. It's the holiday season, and my balls <laughs> need squeezing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Head on over to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com, amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Anytime you shop at Amazon, head on over there. And after this read, I'm going to tell you something about Eric Bieniemy uh, <laughs> that you don't know. Um, Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. It's the place to go for all your holiday needs. Do your shopping. Don't go out there. Don't get don't get the sick from all those people running around in the malls and all. And if they're open and, and all that whole mask thing and all that stuff, don't deal with that. Go to Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. They'll give us a kickback from everything you buy. But don't worry, they don't charge you more. It comes straight out of ball-headed Bezos pocket. It helps us out, helps provide the the great stuff we do at Senior Bowl, Training Camp, all the other stuff. Helps pay for our servers and all the bandwidth you guys eat. It's all good stuff. Head on over to Detroit uh, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com for any kind of needs, any holiday, anytime you buy. We appreciate everyone that does that. Thank you very much. Uh, Nick Chimes at Sandman. This is my first time with you guys. Got some love. <laughs> it's always somebody's first time no i appreciate it but not you where you were touched in your fandom <laughs> <laughs> the only place i don't want to be touched yeah <laughs> don't touch me there unless it's a happy touch <laughs> uh let me quick let me get um really quick uh sheila have ford hamp today said that they had looked in discussed this for a few weeks this this move and um the last few games were the final straw. I think w- we felt that, Sam, and the, the, the mm-hmm. post-game show after the uh, Carolina game was the one where it just it broke. Things broke, right? Yep. Um, they looked to have the leadership style translate to wins, and it didn't. And she talked about liking him as a leader, liking him as a person, but it just didn't translate to wins. And that's that's it, right? It's We've said this before. This kind of style works if you're winning. But if you're not winning, this is what happens. So, uh, Stafford's future, we talked about that. And Rod Wood. Um, here's here's an interesting one. Uh, a tweet. The team's looking at power structure organization possibilities. That's somebody who doesn't know how <laughs> corporations work. They're just looking at the org chart and what the positions are going to be. And that goes straight to the VP of football operations, GM kind of, kind of thing. It, it has nothing to do with power structures organization possibilities, whatever the hell that means. Um, they're, they're just figuring out what the org chart's going to be. They're going to figure out who, what people they need, and it's probably going to be dependent on the people they hire and the demands that come in from there. The one thing the Fords have shown us is they're not cheap. Nope. They will spend the money, and they've thrown away, what is it, two more years of Patricia's uh, contract, a year and yep. a half? Yeah. yeah, I think you know a lot of people, you can harp on the Fords for being bad owners because they make bad hires or they seemingly make bad decisions about who to hire, but you can't fault them. They're not a bad owner. Like the Bengals owner is a bad owner where he like would fly his guys commercially in coach next to the toilets. If he could, you know, the lines are not cheap. They're going to spend money. And if that means uh, potentially having to suck a college coach away from college with a huge contract, I think Sheila will do it. She will suck him right out of college. There we go. 207. I got that. Thank you. That is going to forever be a drop. <laughs> Sam, I'm talking about sucking a college coach. 
<laughs> sorry man sorry sometimes it just happens um <laughs> yeah lions aren't cheap they will definitely spend spend the money all right Sam, so, man you've been a trooper thanks so much for for hanging out for all this time folks thanks for tuning in for all this this is uh today's big news breaking news we will be back i think it's gonna be tuesday or wednesday this week i haven't locked in with case and his schedule yet but we'll be back um don't forget we got the cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. We got the fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. We got the amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. And we got Sandman. The big With team. no pants on. <laughs> oh, that was really I'm just, bad. I'm conditioned. I'm conditioned. <laughs> Sandman. Oh, With okay. no pants on. Every time you say it. It was got the three dots after it, I'm going to say it. <laughs> Remember, this show needs your involvement. Use the comments of the subreddit to give us your feedback. Thank you all for doing that. Friday game preview is back, so next week ahead of the game we will start on Friday. Tony Ortiz, Jeff Risden, and I, and the post-game show, of course, with Salmon next game. Don't forget about some Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, the Detroit Lions podcast. On Twitter, get us over there. This is that's where we do this part here. Uh, Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. It's the very best place to see Sandman. Dot, dot, dot. With no pants on. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Who's surprised? I'm uh, sticking to my leather couch real bad. <laughs> I'm going to stand up like a like a ninja turtle. <laughs> You're going to carry the couch in the next yeah, room? Yeah, the couch is just going to be. cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, not scared. Just just. Hot. I shouldn't have sat in this beanbag. <laughs> It's got a brown bean in there somewhere. It was call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast, Detroit Lions Podcast, or subscribe uh, or call us on the Lions line. That's it, 2929-33-Lions, 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast so we show up in your ear holes automatically. Thank you for tuning in. Because remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection final seconds winding down and look at that how big is that chris and case out of time pack the bag start the plane this show is over